0: March, the biggest march I've ever been to. I think it's awesome. I think everybody's alive
1: right now as we march for life. It's just, it means so much to me to be able to give back in this way and to really thank God for the gift of my life.
2: This is kind of a chance for us to show our support and to show that this is something we are super passionate about and that we firmly believe in.
3: I think I'm holding the best example of why it's important to march.
4: with resistance chicks we are your hosts leah and michelle so this week we have got more of your favorite from joe biden's true international under pressure i love Um, joe biden katanji yeah sandra jackson is a very difficult name to say katanji but no one should ever ask joe biden to, to say, say it. it no way no sir no how so Leah besides the uh, classic Biden clubs that we have what else do we have this week well trump doubled down on the vaccine and we want to kind of
5: dive into that with you guys is he playing 25 million d de- chess you know that's
4: an excellent question i keep looking i'm like trump when are you going to and he was given and we're going to show you this clip he was given an exact opportunity to say what yes, we've all been waiting for him are to alert. say a little bit dangerous Yes. And then we've got the uh, NHL hockey star, Ivan Pravrovrov. I don't even know how to say his name, but he's not my Supreme Court pick. And uh, refusing to wear rainbow pride. We've got that and so much more coming up right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. You know, we have interviewed one of the leading historians on the JFK assassination and uh, Richard Nixon and, and how it all Jones. ties together. You can find that on our website, resistancechicks.com, But Tucker Carlson himself has has come out recently in a clip this week, and he was like, "Well, I think we need to talk about the CIA and Nixon."
5: Yeah. So if you guys didn't see our interview with uh, Barry Jones, I don't know if you got the book there, the "Treasonous Cabal." Everybody, go to Amazon. You can get this book. This is one of the best books you will ever read. Uh, Michelle and I actually finished it, cover to cover, really easily. It's a
4: thick book. That's saying a lot. Well, there's a lot of pictures. <laughs>
5: and he does a great job on giving you visuals so that you put yourself into the uh, dynamic with the um the, the the Cuban mafia, the Chicago mafia, the CIA, the FBI um and you follow the footsteps of of uh, JF JFK.
4: You follow the whole cabal. What doesn't get included in that specific book is the is tie the that he next, did in our latest episode. Exactly, with Exactly, which is Richard Nixon and
5: Watergate. and Watergate and Watergate. And so I'm wondering, is Tucker watching our show? Watching Barry? Totally.
4: Yes. Because ma'am. who
5: is talking about this right now? We are the Barry only people. Barry is. He he yes. came on our show. I want you guys to see this with Barry Jones. He came in and tied. This Mike p- Adams need to
4: interview. Barry Jones. Absolutely. Make Mike,
5: happen. make it happen. So he actually did the tie-in that Barry did with mm-hmm. Watergate and Nixon. Not nearly as well yeah. as Uncle Barry does. He's our friend's uncle. Um, <laughs> but uh, it pays to know people, right? It does pay to know people. But this this whole nefarious deep state mm. that we're dealing with right now, the FBI, the They've CIA... been
4: doing it forever. Well, they've been doing it from the beginning. So when... And I know if we were on, the creation of it was designed to do the very things that we know they're doing now that are wrong. It was never designed to do something good. It was no. only, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that thought just hit me. From the very beginning, the design was to do all of these things that are horrible. The brick and, the brick and mortar, whatever they call the FBI's, the,
5: the street guys, they aren't, this is the way that even the mainstream media and the mainstream conservative media inverts it. The brick and mortar FBI that do some good—they're mm. the cover. That's really okay. Right. They're not the foundation. Mm. So when you come on and you say it's not all FBI agents, yeah, no, exactly. The good guys are the periphery. They're the cover for the foundation. They of are the literally
4: FBI. Anthony's deli covering up for the mafia in the back room. All you right, know. yeah, that's you why gotta it's you gotta get laundering some money. You okay. got your salami, so you get your pastrami, you get your
5: all that other stuff they talk about in New York all the time. Yeah, I know, pastrami's probably pretty good. Exactly. Okay. have got that stuff going on in the back room. Exactly. Come on, Al. All right, let's roll this clip.
6: Permanent Washington doesn't want that. And ultimately, and here's the point, permanent Washington is in charge. It's not the democracy you imagine. We're seeing that now. So if you want to understand, if you really want to understand how the American government actually works at the highest levels, and if you wanna know why they don't teach history anymore, one thing you should know is that the most popular president in American history was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. Yet somehow without a single vote being cast by a single American voter, Richard Nixon was kicked out of office and replaced by the only unelected president in American history. So we went from the most popular president to a president nobody voted for. Wait a minute, you may ask, why didn't I know that? Wasn't Richard Nixon a criminal? Wasn't he despised by all decent people? (laughs) No, he wasn't. In fact, if any president could claim to be the people's choice, it was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was reelected in 1972 by the largest margin of the popular vote ever recorded before or since. Nixon got 17 million more votes than his opponent. Less than two years later, he was gone. He was forced to resign. And in his place, an obedient servant of the federal agencies called Gerald Ford took over the White House. How did that happen? Well, it's a long story, but here are the highlights, and they tell you a lot. Richard Nixon believed that elements in the federal bureaucracy were working to undermine the American system of government and had been doing that for a long time. He often said that. He was absolutely right. On June 23, 1972, Nixon met with the then CIA director Richard Helms at the White House. During the conversation which thankfully was tape recorded Nixon suggested he knew quote who shot John meaning president John F Kennedy Nixon further implied that the CIA was directly involved in Kennedy's assassination which we now know it was Helms's telling response total silence but for Nixon it didn't matter because it was already over 4 days before on June 19th the Washington Post had published the first of many stories about a break-in at the Watergate office building. Unbeknownst to Nixon and unreported by the Washington Post, four of the five burglars worked for the CIA. The first of many dishonest Watergate stories was written by a 29-year-old Metro reporter called Bob Woodward. Who exactly was Bob Woodward? Well, he wasn't a journalist. Bob Woodward had no background whatsoever in the news business. Instead, Bob Woodward came directly from the classified areas of the federal government. Shortly before Watergate, Woodward was a naval officer at the Pentagon. He had a top-secret clearance. He worked regularly with the intel agencies. At times, Woodward was even detailed to the Nixon White House, where he interacted with Richard Nixon's top aides. Soon after leaving the Navy, for reasons that have never been clear, Woodward was hired by the most powerful news outlet in Washington and assigned the biggest story in the country. And just to make it crystal clear what was actually happening, Woodward's main source for his Watergate series was the deputy director of the FBI, Mark Felt. And Mark Felt ran, and we're not making this up, the FBI's COINTELPRO program, which was designed to secretly discredit political actors the federal agencies wanted to destroy, people like Richard Nixon. And at the same time, those same agencies were also working to take down Nixon's elected vice president, Spiro Agnew. In the fall of 1973, Agnew was indicted for tax evasion and forced to resign. His replacement was a colorless congressman from Grand Rapids called Gerald Ford. What was Ford's qualification for the job? Well, he had served on the Warren Commission, which absolved the CIA of responsibility for President Kennedy's murder. Nixon was strong-armed into accepting Gerald Ford by Democrats in Congress. Quote, we gave Nixon no choice but Ford, Speaker of the House Carl Albert later boasted. Eight months later, Gerald Ford of the Warren Commission was the president of the United States. See how that works? So those are the facts, not speculation. All of that actually happened. None of it's secret. Most of it actually is on Wikipedia.
4: You know, for the longest time, I really couldn't care less about this kind of thing. I don't I know, know why I, I wasn't know. interested in it. You know, my entire life, you hear about those JFK conspiracy theorists, and you hear about the Warren Commissioner and, Commission, and what is what are these burglars that they're talking about? They're not actually, like, you know, I, I'm envisioning, like, literal burglars, like cartoon burglars. There is so, so much depth to this, and it yeah. applies directly to what we are going through now, because every... that just that seems like it's just not quite right for the average American who may not even know the the things that we know as truthers. It all ties back to the FBI and the CIA.
5: It really does. And um, our friend Barry Jones, he actually is a history teacher. And he actually began to teach this in school, the truth about it. And the kids were so enamored with it and enthralled with these actual truths. The reason we don't know anything about it is because we are taught a sanitized different version. We're taught a fake narrative. We're taught that Richard Nixon was a bad guy. Nobody liked him. And he did this Watergate thing, which nobody knows what it was. Yeah. Well, why nobody can explain Watergate is because they're never actually telling the truth. Even people are like I really don't know what Watergate was about. Watergate was a setup mm-hmm. of Richard Nixon Come on. by these guys who were part of the CIA who actually, if you go back with Uncle Barry, were part of the the whole trying to take down Castro thing. These, I believe these were Cuban Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was people were there were you're Cuban americans they were set up, they were supposed to assassinate Castro and Richard or um. JFK put the, put the brakes on it and said, wait, 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 wait. He stopped us from going to war with Russia. over Exactly. Exactly. That's what that was about. We're not going to go to war with Russia over Cuba. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you've got the mafia who's mad, the CIA who's mad because the CIA, uh, he, they were, they were being exposed by JFK. He's like, wait a minute. You need all your money to do this. You mean you're down in South America and you're trying to flip governments? And you're, wait, 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 wait. We're not going to do the flipping of the government thing anymore. And they're like, well, guess what? You're gonna. We're taking you out. Exactly. And so this, that, that with Richard Nixon, Richard Nixon knew this, mm-hmm. knew that. And you guys really got to watch that interview because it goes into depth on what Richard Nixon knew, right. And why they took him out. He actually had a code word for when he would talk about mm-hmm. uh, JFK. So right. check out that video. Speaking of taking out another president here it comes we do believe and we can see the makings of a slow they can't just assassinate him that's too obvious okay they put in there as a patsy now they're slowly going to take him out and who are they taking out Mm. joe biden and you can see it in this cnn clip because they're not finally
4: another setup they're not going for joe in 2024 exactly
1: Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data as well as other public material shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president, though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republican site, Miguel Aleman-Magnani, a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Aleman-Magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Aleman-Magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the vice president's house and the inauguration. Hunter Biden bluntly acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my last name gold.
7: I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden.
4: Okay, so wait a minute. Because we have been saying this for six years. Well, we've been saying the Hunter Biden thing for... We've been talking about the corruption of the Biden family for, for literally six years. We, we we went into Hillary Clinton. We were talking about the Bidens, the Obamas. We have been touting this for a long time. And then it's not just two years, the well, entire right. presidential run from of
5: Trump, Trump, of, of Donald Trump. Hunter
4: and, yeah. I mean, we've been covering this for so long and CNN has known it. They've known that they were lying about it the entire time. And now... They're coming out. Why are they coming out with it, Leah? They need to replace him. Site. I want to show you guys how you can find this interview because it has been touted as one of our best interviews ever. It's called the JFK assassination linking the with uh, the the uh, Watergate scandal with Barry Jones. That's on ResistanceChicks.com. If you want to find it, you can literally just put JFK in the search box, uh, and all of the links. You can watch it on our Brideon channel as well. Uh, I really want to encourage you guys. Like I said, we did this last October, and we, I, the messages that I got after we did that interview, it was like three hours. No one left during the live show, right? Not a single person <laughs> left. Oh, they I've never, glued. it's never happened that's that we've never lost one person for three hours. Like, no, and it was uh, incredible. So I want to encourage you guys to go and watch that. You will be blown away and uh, have your kids watch it too, especially if yeah. they're homeschooled. You could count this as part of a homeschool lesson. Oh, absolutely. Totally clean.
5: All right. So, talking about history and bad guys at the top deep state thank god for senator ron johnson mm-hmm. he has been the only one really even in the house where are they where where are other senators where's josh holly where's ted cruz talking about the vaccine injured he's the one that held the summits with the doctors who so the treating doctors he's the one that held the summits with the vaccine injured and now in this interview he's talking about Nuremberg trials let's roll this clip
8: is there enough appetite out there, even in the general population, let alone where you work, to actually have accountability so this doesn't happen again? So
9: go back after World War II. The reason the Nuremberg trials, one of the, one of the reasons that it was made possible is because Eisenhower made sure the camps were exposed and photographed and those horrors were revealed to the world. Um, that's why the first step here is exposure. And and one of the reasons, well, the, the main reason, and I got contacted by Ken Rutgers, whose wife was vaccine injured, that got me involved with the vaccine injured community. And you know my main reason for advocating for them is so they can be seen, heard, believed, and healed and treated. Because right now, without federal agencies, without the medical establishment uh, acknowledging that, they, they can't even get treatment. Mm-hmm. But the vaccines also can play just a key role of raising the awareness so that these harms are exposed so we can actually have accountability, so we can actually, um, so we can actually fix these problems. And it's, there's really two tracks here. On, on the one hand, it's about the origin so that we can have much stronger international treaties to, to tightly control what science now allows And on the other hand, compassionately deal with the people who've been harmed by these actions, been harmed by these vaccines. Um, And from my standpoint, one of the points I've been making, uh, as we've been discussing this this morning, is we need the vaccine injured to get organized on a state-by-state basis and set up meetings to meet with their House members and their senators and tell their stories. They are, they are powerful stories. I mean, you, you can't sit and listen to these things and not believe these people. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm, I'm talking to colleagues and I say, well, are you being contacted by you know, people talking about vaccine injuries? And they look at me like I'm from outer space. It's like, what are you talking about? I mean, is it going
8: to take one of your colleagues to collapse suddenly, to die suddenly? Is that what it's going to take? Well, um, God, I mean,
9: I hope not, okay? Uh, but you're seeing with you know the, the, the Buffalo Bills player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw how quickly they already had the excuse, right? Comodio cortis. and you know certainly within my doctor group, very meet, in 24 Immediately, in people are saying that is there's no way. Yeah, I mean, that is a, a a small object, high speed in an unprotected, probably young chest. That's not what this was, and yet again, what we're up against the COVID cartel. They were so prepared for that eventuality because they anticipated it. So again, we are up against powerful forces. You know, I've used the analogy in terms of what the FBI did, sabotaging in advance the revelation that uh, Hunter Biden had this computer. That they, they have, they went to those lengths. You know, unsolicited briefings to myself and Chuck Grassley, uh, working with Twitter and, and the social media companies. They were laying the groundwork in case Paul McIsaac ever had the courage to come forward and, and reveal that publicly. Think about the COVID cartel, mm-hmm. the lengths they will go to protect themselves to not be exposed. So,
4: The COVID cartel. To me, I mean, I think truly the reason why Ron Johnson can speak out about this is because he's probably not... Receiving donations from Pfizer. You think? You know, I'm just going to say. Do you know say, how
5: many people in Congress receive donations <clears throat> in Pfizer? I think Margie Taylor Greene's uh, invested in Pfizer. Like everybody, even her portfolio, she's like, well, I don't control my investments. Well, maybe you should make it clear to the people doing your investments that you do not want to invest in Pfizer.
4: You think?
5: But thank God for Senator Ron Johnson. Yeah. And he went right there with the Komodo cor- uh, Cortis. I think of Komodo
4: Dragon when I, I hear know. That. Uh, but that was with um, was Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin, who dropped was- dead on the Bengals field. We're from Cincinnati. We drove down there that night. It was not on purpose. God had us go down there, we believe, to take a whole host of angels down there and uh, praying Christians, raise that man from the dead. But right away, they came out and they said that this was this thing that usually happens to young people. They're not wearing any gear. And it's a, it's a blunt, small impact to the chest right at the heart area that causes the heart to stop. And they that was their answer for, well, if a football player falls to the ground after a, it would have been more convenient for them if he hadn't gotten up. You know what I mean, but then he got up. But he's then you wearing see gear. Happened to his heart. Exactly. His heart stopped.
5: <clears throat> okay, this was an in an injury. This wasn't the next injury. If it had been the
4: commotion, I don't know, cortis thing, his heart would have stopped right then, as soon as he was hit. And then once it starts up again, then it keeps pumping.
5: Exactly. And so you know, I thank God for Senator Ron Johnson talking about this. But it really puts in perspective what we've been saying, what Scott Kester's been saying, and a lot of people are: Hey, guys, we're not just going to sit here and wait for all the vaccine people, injured people, or the you know people to be, who are going to be injured later by or the vaccine die vaccine to die. Okay. We need to rally around them. We need to pray for them. And I know a lot of people are angry mm-hmm. and a lot of people actually, if truth be told, just want the vaccine people just to die. And that's so anti it's not that you want them to die. You don't want the people that you know to die. You just want numbers to go up. And so it proves Guys, you right. It's evil. Okay.
4: Forget the numbers. Forget it. You know, you're right. That's it. The vaccine's dangerous. And they will be shown to have been wrong. And we need to make sure that that happens before more people die. And we need
5: to pray that God saves these people and wakes them up and lets them know it was a vaccine, that it was a spiritual thing. It was a spiritual force. Even Jordan Peterson said, I just got the vaccine because I thought it would get these people off of my back. Wait a minute. We don't
4: do anything, especially to your own body, to get somebody off of your back. And Jordan Peterson, of all people, should know better than that. Now, speaking of sports, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about Ivan Provo, Provorov. I think that's how you say his last name. And uh, his refusal to wear a uh, rainbow gear for uh, LGBTQ. So we're going to talk about that when we come back after the break. But before we go anywhere, we need you to know that the TV network is changing lives. They are protecting people from... Um, the injuries of the vaccine they are helping people through I was just watching at the at the bottom of the screen there. Dr. Artis has tips um for the, the to use venom peptides
5: to clear your veins yeah. from the spike protein and the blood clotting effects in in where your else
4: can you get clotting? that? But the on TV network, and so you need to support that network not just by watching. But by visiting the Brideon store, you can go to the Brideon store and there's a whole host of things there. You look at organic frankincense. I have to tell you that frankincense is one of the most important, important essential, essential oils. oils. We use it nearly daily at you our house. You use it for
5: your face. You use it for um, skin, for healing things. Yeah, um, you. There are so many great... They've got the
4: lavender essential oils. Leah and I are huge essential oil gurus. So if they are pushing essential oils on you guys, it's for a reason because they will literally transform your lives. If you've never gotten involved with essential oils, you don't know anything about it, just Go to the Brighton store, pick out a couple that look good, and then do some research. And I'm telling you well, what, your life will be really changed. lavender is really
5: important for calming.
4: You can put drops behind the they ears organic of your dog. cardamom essential oil. I'm telling you what, these are, this is incredible. Oregano essential oil is, we use that as an antibiotic on the bottom of your feet.
5: Oh, oregano oil is a, mm-hmm. is a natural antibiotic. And I can
4: also tell you that Mike Adams makes sure that he gets the best of the best. So if that's what I love about the Bridegon store is that you know that you are going to get high quality stuff there. So use promo code CHICKS and you will save 5% on your order there. And you'll be supporting one of the greatest networks that's out there right now in 2023. Now we will be right back with the rest of our shows after these messages. So Leah, here's what I want to know. When you, when society goes along with something, just because you don't participate in it, does it, Automatically mean you are a hundred percent against it, unless you come out and say, like on the offense, I am against this. Thing. Okay.
5: So when the LGBT community said, "We just want to be accepted. We just want to be accepted in your circles." Now, for years, that's that's what they said. We don't need you to rally behind us. We don't need you to wave our flag. We don't need you to do any of those things. You just need to. We just need to be able to be ex- just accepted. Love us. Well, there's a guy who plays hockey. I've never heard of him before. Now everybody has. Now everybody has. He's obviously uh, Russian. And he's part of the Russian Orthodox Church. Okay. And, you know, in all these sports venues, they keep having different, you know, nights. So they had a pride night where everybody on the team was supposed to wear a rainbow colored jersey in support of LGBT. Just here's the thing we have to understand that sexuality is not something that ever should be celebrated, okay, at all. And so you're celebrating all of the deviancy. And honestly, the deeper we've gotten into some of the, you know, people explaining some of the things that go on inside of a homosexual relationship, how can you celebrate that? And how can you ask somebody to celebrate that, okay? So, this guy was really respectful. He's like, I can't wear the jersey because of my religion. Let's go ahead and roll this clip.
3: Everybody, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm gonna say. Any, uh, like I said, that's all I'm gonna comment at, on that. Um, if you have any hockey
10: questions, I would like, I would answer those. uh, Can you just
3: clarify
11: your religion? religion? Russian Orthodox. So, with
3: the game
4: tonight, Ivan, um, obviously Kevin he's got a hat trick and uh, Erasmus' first goal of the season. Can you walk us through the emotion that the team is feeling
6: in that? Yeah, for sure.
4: So, all right, you're Russian Orthodox, you have religious views, but you're not allowed to uh, walk those out in your life. So, this is what if he had said Muslim? Exactly. This is what I said to Leah last night. Speaking of the Muslims, we are going to celebrate a pig farmer. And this pig farmer has helped massive amounts of or, or, um, orphanages and, and children and, and saved whales. Um, and, and he's done all these amazing things. And we're going to honor the pig farmer by, by wearing a picture of him and his pig. Okay, t-shirts of the, the farmer and the pig. Yeah. Now the Muslim comes out and the Muslim says, I can't wear a picture of a pig on my shirt. I cannot do that because it goes against my religion. Does the media go apoplectic because of that scenario? Well, the media has gone so
5: apoplectic that um, because he's Russian Orthodox, they have said, he's such a disgrace. He should go uh, fight and like die on the front lines in Ukraine. You're kidding. No. But on the other hand, his jersey has sold out. (laughs) I love it. That's so good. Okay. It's, it's a really sick situation where you only have one guy Mm. on the team who's like, I'm not going to stand for this woke agenda nonsense. And it goes back to just like with the BLM, Mm -hmm. right? So with the Black Lives Matter, there was a nefarious reason behind the Black Lives Matter movement and taking a knee. Mm -hmm. And when we push back in the power of God, come on and preach. Okay, then God will show up. Yes. And I believe that God must be ready. Somewhere along the line, God's going to have a moment on that ice. (laughs) On the ice. You know, because God showed up on that football field where everybody... You know, the Black Lives Matter people were taking a knee with the anthem. Now people realize, no, I want to only take a knee to the King of Kings and the
4: Lord of Lords. I think you're on to something really important here. People are soon going to find out that the woke agenda leads straight to the path of hell. And when death comes knocking on your doorstep, you wake up and you get on your knees to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that is what will save your life. There are no atheists in foxholes. And guys, I've got news for you. Most of the world is waking up to the fact that they are in a foxhole. Exactly. Exactly. You know,
5: his coaches come out and said, just because he doesn't want to go along with this doesn't mean um, he did anything wrong. But I would say to the coaches, even to you did something wrong. You brought in this agenda. to hockey to sports and you know sports already puts up idols so basically it's an idol knocking on the door of another idol saying hey can we be idols together and that's the problem with professional sports in general is people worship them Mm. they they know that you know fans can be manipulated and so I would say just take a step back from sports play them
4: instead of watching them why does every player have to participate in anything that the team is doing because a lot uh-huh. of times like okay we're all going to wear pink jerseys for breast cancer awareness well if the one guy doesn't wear the pink jersey maybe she doesn't like pink yeah. okay I mean no one thinks these things until they until the media makes a big deal out of it yeah
5: a one a newscaster even said to fine the team billion. a billion dollars a billion dollars just find them so much for tolerance right it's
4: absolutely crazy um, I, I would like to see them try to find the team because this goes against. I mean, this is our. This is literally so basic uh, constitutional. We're, we're
5: on bright right?
4: Yes, First Amendment.
5: I now in Canada. Canada recently had a um, LGBT uh, queerified hockey league where where a transgender male, which is a female, <laughs> okay, was just utterly clocked and destroyed. By a transgender female. A who man. Who just basically, yes. Okay. Who basically just pushed her and she was just knocked out. So
4: essentially it's a co ed leak.
5: Yes. Okay. Exactly. But I would say this when I think hockey player, I think dude. Dude. Okay. And We're, they're girls can't play hockey. Be, they play No, girls no, no, hockey. no, 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 no. I think manly man. Yes. Sir. Okay. Yeah. I don't think gay guy. No. All right. I just don't because when they play the gay character in the movies, doesn't he come out like this? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he comes out in the tight, skinny teeth, right? Hockey players are missing teeth, <laughs> okay, because they're tough. So I would think if there's a sport besides rugby, right, that would not be gay. And this is where it gets to the point where. The, the left and the liberal minded people, they're allowed to say what gay is, mm. what being homosexual is like, okay. But when you agree with them and the pers- and, and how that they're portrayed in movies, yes, okay? like this and we're gonna do fashion, right? And you just don't think like fashion and fingernails and like great hair with hockey. <laughs> okay? Sweaty, grungy, Take the gloves off, punch it till you lose your teeth. What other
4: sport do you lose teeth in? I think they need to leave the LGBTQ community to figure skating.
5: Yes, that would make more sense. Totally would. That would make more sense. And so if there's a sport where you would think some other guys would be like, I don't want to wear your stupid jersey, right? It would be hockey. Where are the other guys, other dudes saying, I'm not going to wear this jersey? Where's the manly men saying, I'm not wearing your rainbow brights? Whoa. Like, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to effeminate me. Make me effeminate.
4: I know. Yeah. Okay,
5: so we're here. We'll stand for you hockey dudes who don't want to lose, <laughs> the, you know, giant contracts. You, you you love getting on the ice and I know that you love it. And you got to prostitute yourself to the LGBT community. You know, there's a story this week that's really, really sad. And mm-hmm. I don't want to go into details because we got to move on. We're going to talk about Trump and the vaccines and we got to gotta leave room for uh, Biden-isms. But... There was a gay couple this week that, that was arrested. Um, they adopted two boys mm. and they have been indicted by grand jury on charges of incest, aggregated so- uh, a- aggravated sodomy, aggravated child molestation, sexual exploitation of children, and prostitution of a minor. They're facing... Thank God, nine life sentences. It's a 17 count indictment. These adopted dads who are LGBTQ activists ale- allegedly did horrible things. And I don't going to go into detail because you guys, it's awful, but it's as bad as you can get. They created child porn with their children. <laughs> they're not their children. No, they're not. Okay. And we need to call out that the sexual lifestyle of a homosexual is not what... Um, they try to portray it as, as, oh, I am just attracted to gay dudes and I want to be with one gay dude for the rest of my life. No, the gay lifestyle is very perverted. It's multiple partners doing multiple things. Oh, I know when we figured this out with monkeypox, and we're all just supposed to take it as some sort of normal thing that gay men go to gay orgies with and have relations with 20 different partners. Okay. Guess
4: what? You're going to be mentally messed up. Mm-hmm. You're a sicko. Oh, geez. If you're, if you're now, going to orgies. there are monogamous homosexual relationships. They are not as common as the uh, homosexual community. Are or there? Would Yes, there are, but they're not as common as we are led to believe. They are the exception, not the rule. And here's what I would say. You can keep lions and you can keep tigers if you would like. And you can keep bears and you can interact with them and you can hug them. But one day... Bear's going to do what a bear's going to do. Lion's going to do what a lion's going to do. And homosexuals are going to do what homosexuals are going to do. And throughout history, we have seen all the way from Nero through to Sodom and Gomorrah that they had young men as lovers. Mm-hmm. They're not actual lovers because it's called pedophilia. And that's the, the bottom line. We have to be able to call it like it is and not sugarcoat these things. And Christianity and the conservative movement has been so inclusive that, we, yeah. that
5: we're that we not talking about biblical principles. I mean, Romans even says God gave them up to a to reprobate, reprobate mind, mind where even women left the natural use of a, of a man for a woman. It's like these things shouldn't even, even Paul talks about things that you shouldn't even
4: talk about. Exactly. Okay. So, Speaking, so putting on a jersey for things you shouldn't even talk about. Speaking of calling it like it is, we were really hoping that this week, given the opportunity, Trump would call it like it is about the vaccine. Instead, he kind of doubled down. Let's go ahead and roll these clips and then we will break it down.
12: Hey. President Trump, I want to ask you about the vaccines. Uh, you know the base, you know MAGA well. They're not happy with it. The CDC is now saying... They're concerned about a link to strokes in the vaccine. We've also seen significant spikes in COVID-19 deaths after countries introduced the COVID vaccines. We have these sudden death spikes as well. Look, I know you take credit for getting the vaccines to the American people in record time. I got that. Uh, Will you acknowledge now, though, that the COVID-19 vaccines were not as safe or effective as we were told by the medical community at the time?
13: Well, what I did is, first of all, there were no mandates with me
12: and I had absolutely no
13: mandates and the governors were allowed to do what they want most uh, most Republican governors did the right thing and most Democrat governors didn't, you know, with the lockdowns and all the other things they did, including uh, their views of the vaccine, but I did, I was able to get something approved that, you know, has proven to save a lot of lives. Some people say I saved a hundred million lives worldwide but i was able to get that done in nine months versus uh versus five years to 12 years if it ever got done. i got the fda to do things that they it was it was pretty amazing what we were able to do but as far as using it as far as the utilization i never demanded anybody use it i never had a mandate and i think that's very important to know and i never had anybody for instance when i said uh, you, you know i never said close up i never said we're going to close right. our country up A lot of Republicans. Now, Florida did close for a period of time, as you know, but a lot of a lot of states, a lot of states run by Republican governors, didn't
12: close at all, and that was okay with me. I let them make that decision. What What about the safety aspect? That's what people are concerned about now. Do you have some concerns about the safety of these vaccines?
13: Well, I always do, but you have to understand there are the pros and cons. Uh, You could read some reports saying it was the greatest thing that's ever happened, and we saved. Tens of millions of lives. Then you'll read other reports. You'll say there were some uh, problems with the vaccines sure. in terms of certain things, but but relatively small numbers. But you know, you have many reports that say the vaccine saved tens of millions of lives. That without the vaccines, you wouldn't have, you know, you would have had a, a thing like we had in 1917, where perhaps a hundred million people died.
14: Yeah, got it. You know, unfortunately, Trump is still uh, hanging his hat on this vaccine, and that. Uh He's either got the worst advisors or uh, he's got a bunch of grimmer worm tongues whispering in his ear because that guy needs to get off this ASAP or he's done.
9: Yeah, well, I, I got my video to him because he reached out six months ago now, and I missed the call a couple times. He always calls it like midnight. And so I talked to Roger. Roger wouldn't get met with him, and I'll leave it at that. Some other people, they showed him. They said, well, Trump wants a video. He likes a four-minute video. So I shot videos. I put them out, and he just said, I don't want to hear about this again. And I just think he's – His pick-headedness was good against the deep state, except once he makes a decision, he'll never admit he's wrong. And so I don't think Trump's a bad guy. I just think that he's almost autistic when it comes to admitting he's wrong.
14: Yeah, no, look, I think there's two types of narcissists. benevolent and malevolent. Obama was a malevolent narcissist. Trump's a benevolent narcissist. He wants to be loved and do the right thing. But when he makes a mistake, he can't admit he's wrong. That's one of the problems of being a narcissist. And, you know, that's just the way— Uh, He's wired, and I think he's got a good heart. But he he screwed up. And uh, admitting you're wrong and pulling a 180 is one of the uh, the biggest uh, uh, things you can do in life. And I you know I had to learn how to do that the hard way. I've you know over time discovered my my worst enemy is no one else but me.
9: Oh, I totally agree. Admitting when you're wrong is the healthiest thing you can do.
4: Admitting that you're wrong is the healthiest thing that you can do. You know, I'm really proud of David Brody there uh, from the water cooler. Being willing to call it and ask Trump, listen, I don't know that other people have had the opportunity to ask Trump that as such a direct question.
5: I think they have. I think Candace Owens was literally thrown under the bus. That's true. You're
4: right. I think
5: a lot of people are. Even Alex is saying, you know, I'm trying to get get through to Trump. I remember... Uh, When we um, were just talking to Simone Gold and she came to speak and she was saying, I'm trying to get to Donald Trump. Everybody's trying to get to Donald Trump. And that's the, that's the thing about Donald Trump. He's like a dog with a bone. And he has, Roger Stone said this about Trump, that his major weakness is that he can never admit that he was wrong. And for the, for, for us, it's been a strength, right? Because most people can, can even the left, when backed into a corner uh, look what they did to that um, uh, one. They, they've done it to some, some Sharpton guy. Um, there's a couple guys. Al Cuomo. Not Al Sharpton. That's a black guy. Right. The other guy with the that they made resign because okay. he did some sexual stuff. Then Cuomo had mm-hmm. to resign. So, and they really never admitted that they did anything wrong. Trump. Trump. Pray for Trump to put on this garment of humility. Come okay? on. Okay. I was just listening to a book that everybody should listen to. What's it called? The Final Quest the
4: Final by Rick Quest. Joyner.
5: And sometimes your armor is so bright and it's so wonderful that you're blinded to what's going on around you and you need to put on a, like a garment of humility to see what's actually happening. And so right now, Lord, I just pray that you put a garment of humility on Trump so he can see where the enemy is. And as people are dying and being... Uh, killed and injured by this vaccine, he can come and repent and apologize and say, I was fooled. I was tricked, but I really pray, La- I really
4: pray we're on bride down that. You show him it was the devil behind all of this. No, totally. And, and, and here's the deal when it comes to Donald Trump and we continue to pray for him. Um, I believe that he's going to have a come to Jesus moment again, But we have not for D chess. We it is not for D chess. There is, is no reason whatsoever for him to be able to to him to be doubling down on this. And I will tell you one thing: there are people that come to me and they're like, "You can't tell me that Trump doesn't know that he's that this vaccine is dangerous." Well. If, if every time someone tries to tell him, he says, I don't want to hear it, la, 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 then yeah, it's cognitive dissidence. He doesn't want to take the information in because as soon as the information is in, he has to be responsible for it. What we loved about him with the pushing it back against the deep state,
5: okay? Right. So he's not playing 40 chess because that would mean that people are pawns and millions of people are being injured just to right. take on the deep state. That would be evil.
4: Exactly. Now, to brighten the mood after that, because it's kind of depressing, let's hit this week's Best of Biden with Resistance Chicks.
3: Or is he, in fact, black?
7: Uh, I, I, I got raised in the black church, he knows I'm not kidding. I got my education for real in the black church. And that's not hyperbole, it's a fact.
2: Well, perhaps the president was raised as a Latino or as Jill Biden prefers to call them, a breakfast taco.
7: And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically.
1: Or perhaps he is an observant member of the Jewish community.
7: I probably uh, went to shul more than many of you did. (laughs) You all think I'm kidding. He can tell you. (laughs) And ban the number of bullets that go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water of the blood of patriots. Give me If you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. Policies to emphasize de-escalation. We have to retrain cops as to why should you always shoot with deadly force? The fact is, if you need to use your weapon, you don't have to do that. And look, to call a fresh approach to recruit and how we recruit, how we hire, how we train, how we promote, and how we retain, retain Law, and law enforcement. And let's say one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to seven thirty mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke, Andy knows this. <laughs>
4: Someone here is telling him to clap. They're like, Joe, clap, clap, clap. And he's looking at him like intent. What do you want me to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's Clap, up. Joe. It's awful. <sighs> Man, I just
5: that was funny to me. That, that one... Watching him not know. He said he went to the black church, but he don't know how to clap. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. There's a black clap and there's a white clap. Okay, you need to know the black clap is uh uh uh. uh,
4: Gonna Uh, have church uh, tonight. uh, Okay, moving.
5: Okay, Mm -hmm. he he's just stuck. Show me and show me that you do not attend black churches by standing there (laughs) with your hands at the side. You're not even trying,
4: son. Oh, that was really sad. Like, that song's going to be stuck in my head now. The Spirit of the Lord is here. And you told me earlier, I was singing that, and you're and like... the Spirit of God was there, y'all be struck with lightning, having Joe Biden in your church. That's a fact. Brian <laughs> Biden. All right, I hope you guys have enjoyed this show. We're going to have one, a sequel to this, uh, on ResistanceChicks.com afterwards. But stick around for Brideon.tv, because we love everything on this network. We'll see you next Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bye, guys. There goes. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We're your host. Leah and Michelle. It's January 20th, 2023. You know, I grew up watching Family Feud, and I just had so much fun making that today. Um, I watched it when it was the other host. Um, I don't think I've ever watched it with Steve Harvey. But uh, I absolutely love the idea of of two families getting together and, and hashing it out. But what I don't particularly enjoy is when people that I love have issues with each other. However, I am not Switzerland. There is a right and there is a wrong here. Steven Crowder is standing up for those of us, podcasters, anybody that wants to put out any kind of content, from getting swept away, not by money. And he calls this out. He says, guys, this is not about money. Right. This is about those that are supposed to be on the side of truth mm-hmm. getting in bed with big tech. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it boils down to. So, we're going to bring you the story of the family feud between Steven Crowder and Daily Wire, but it's more than that. It's mm-hmm. between all of us who uh, try to give you guys content regularly. Yeah. And we need to be able to have every big name. That's on our side, actually on our side and not on the side of YouTube and Twitter and on all of those terrible places. Exactly, exactly. So um, I just, if you bring up the whole video here, it's time to stop big. uh And I'm not done. Hang on. Because I take it personally. We have or had a YouTube channel of 10 years. I think there were 3000 videos on that channel and YouTube gave us the ax and daily wire is coming out and you will hear about this from Steven Crowder in a second. As soon as I pull this up, essentially drawing up contracts for people like Leah and I saying, if big tech censors you, then we're going to dox you all of this money. Like if, if YouTube comes out, doc, thank you. If if YouTube, uh, demonetizes you, then you're going to get docked. And it's written in the contract instead of saying if YouTube demonetizes you, then wow, you get an extra star because you must be doing something right. Yeah. And we've got your back. So the the business what basically what's
5: going on is Steven Crowder wants to kind of show how a lot some of these contracts are drawn up in such a way that They are asking young conservative voices or big conservative voices to to color within the lines of big tech censorship. Exactly, but their whims change at every any given day. Right. So we didn't know when we were covering uh, the 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 2020 election that YouTube was then going to take down uh, channels that said that Donald Trump was a president. Now, Tim Poole learned early on what he Mm -hmm. could and couldn't say because he was covering election fraud. And he's like, here, I have these terms of service from YouTube. Right. I didn't get those terms of service from YouTube. Mm-hmm. They didn't send them to me. They didn't warn me. They didn't me.
4: get, no, 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 no. They're like, you can't violate the terms of service, but you've got to go in and dig and read through all of them and instead they of saying the highlights like they did. So they did send us the terms of service, Leah. They sent it to us in a stack this thick. Here's our terms of service. Don't you dare violate all this! And but instead, they sent Tim Paul a list of certain things you can and cannot say. Exactly. So here's
5: the thing: we didn't get the little list. We violated the terms of service before those terms of service had been drawn up. Exactly. And then stealthily, they trapped people. Mm, it, so was you say, it was, was entrapment. It was entrapment. Tim came out and and he said, "You can't say both Trump is your president and Trump won in the same uh, sentence." Yeah, but it really just boiled down to you can't say Trump won. I know, but there were different things that you could and could not say. Right. Tim Pool didn't boil down to that for Tim Pool, right? Okay, because he was saying that there there was spe- there were very specific about right. it to Tim. Right.
4: right. Because he was getting strikes and, mm-hmm. and uh, on, uh, uncovering any sort of election fraud. And I want to point out while we're just picking on people for half a second, and you guys can allow me that allow this to be my kind of personal counsel. I mean, if I need a couch and lay down and you all can just listen to me and vent my personal feelings or whatever. I've got issues. I've got issues with Tim Pool because I believe that he has sold out. But more than that, his following is so huge Because the rest of us got kicked off. All of the competition got kicked off. And Tim Tim Pool is like, I'm so big because I'm so awesome. No, Tim Pool, you're so big because they got rid of all of the... It's not even competition, but it kind of is. is I never viewed it as competition.
5: It's not a competition as in we want to compete against each other. Yeah, It's a competition where there's... Eight shows at eight o'clock, right? And you can only watch one if you if, if you can't right. if you don't DVR it exactly. You can only watch one. So when it comes to like Tim Pool's live streams, mm-hmm. there could be ten other live streams, and you might choose somebody else's because somebody else has a different topic, right? But right now. He is one of the only conservative voices. Well, he's one of the only conservative, voices that, conservative. Uh, voices that conservatives would listen to. Right. Okay. Left on YouTube. Steven Crowder is constantly trying to censor himself. Tim Poole doesn't even really censor himself as much. He d- He's found a way to do sarcasm, mm-hmm. okay? He's found a way to say the vaccine is so incredibly safe, you guys. Like, why would you
4: ever doubt it? Like, there's no way that all but these young the people are dying of the vaccine. Here's crazy the thing weirdos. that you need to understand, though. Even if we had our YouTube channel and we did that, mm. we would get a strike for that. Right. Tim Pool gets away with it because he is in bed with YouTube. Right. Full stop. Yeah. Okay. He started He's out the one as that a they guy. chose and he answered the calling. He is making millions of dollars. Those
5: super chats are making millions of dollars. I think he said he either has 20 or 40 employees at this point where he was
4: literally just one guy. And, and I'm not hating on Tim Pool from his show or his no, content. No, but they, Tim Pool did take people who would watch our show. Yes. He and took and, and, our and he, viewers. instead of standing up for us, which yeah. he hasn't. No. he's He said, well, you guys violated the terms of service. And if you had listened to me nobody told us what those terms of service were until later. And by the way, to a guy like Tim Pool, who would say something like that to us, when we were getting our videos deleted off of YouTube, I was getting notification after notification. Then sometimes they would come up in batches of 50. These videos glorified violence and we're deleting them, including we have a homestead, our bee honey harvest, our canning corn video, um, Literally a complete straight-up ministry video. Videos that were just completely had nothing to do with politics whatsoever were as clean and wholesome as the driven snow. And then YouTube tells me it's being deleted because that specific video glorifies violence. And then I ask it to be reviewed by a human. And they review it and they say, I'm sorry, a human has indeed reviewed this. And they have indeed decided that your video does uh, go contrary to our terms of service. Give me a break. So Tim Bull saying you just you shouldn't have violated their terms of service. No, they came after. And us. so with this let's go ahead and play some of the Stephen Crowder things so we can kind of so, so you all can know what the heck we're talking about here. Right. So you have to forgive me if I get a little heated uh on this. So so uh by the way, this was the second video this is, that, the first that, one. is this the first one where he does not say who it is. Right. Okay. Cuz there's the the second one is even more powerful, I think.
3: So stopbigcon.com now exists to begin with. Um, it's been a while. Either this, this has to stop, or I'm going to have to stop. Either this, what I'm about to discuss, has to stop, or I don't know, this... uh This may just not be for me anymore. So let me explain, give me a few minutes of your time because context matters here. I ask that you don't skip ahead, won't take very long. This has been a long time coming. This is a conversation that I've actively avoided, sidestepped, um, and I've hoped and prayed that it not be necessary behind the scenes for a long while, but that's no longer possible. So if you've watched for the last decade, you know that I've always made it clear that we here at Mug Club are in the business of serving you, the viewer, you watching, listening right now. I've also made it clear that I wouldn't be in the business of attacking other conservatives, uh, regardless of disagreements or personal issues. And I've always explained my logic was relatively simple. I believe that the world was better with more voices out there rather than less, regardless of minute differences, considering the magnitude of the battle that we are genuinely fighting for our country right now. But for the first time, I have to say that I believe many of those in charge in the right-leaning media are actually at odds with what's best for you, the viewer, the customer, uh, and more importantly, the country. We here at Mug Club, we thought that we were all in this together, that we were fighting the, the, the media, entertainment, industrial complex. Um, We thought that we were all genuinely taking it to big tech. But too many of those in charge of the big conservative platforms um, are verifiably in bed with them. Big tech is in bed with big con. The people you thought, the people I thought were fighting for you, a lot of it has been a big con. Now, I'm specifically avoiding naming names or going after individuals uh, in this video.
5: Okay, so what do genu- kind of
4: explains what what some of the contracts look like. And now wait, what what are we talking about, Leah? For for those of you those that are just viewers, they have no idea what would a contract like this be for.
5: Uh a, a podcaster joining a network like The Blaze or Daily Wire or
4: you know where they would agree to kind of help you to put you out to be a part of their team. Yeah.
5: But then they kind then they kind of own you and your content.
3: Got to get those dollar dollar bills. Penalties.
5: Penalties for different. Let
3: let, let me read you an example of what I mean. Um, and this would be if it was me. If Crater fails to deliver a monthly content, uh, in any month or any of the quarterly content in the corner, including any and all ad reads. And by the way, all these contracts came with three, four, five ad reads per show, which would fundamentally change what this show is. Got to get those dollar dollar bills. So if I failed to do that. It would be a $250,000 reduction in fee per quarter. If let's say, uh, we did do everything per quarter, but annually maybe miss something like, let's say we went and did a change my mind instead of a daily show, which of course requires a lot more work, it'd be a separate $1 million penalty. For that if you miss a single piece of content and the amount of content required is not in line with frankly it's worse than disney it's worse than abc it's worse than nbc it's worse than cbs this is ownership of you and everything that you do but here's just to drive it home don't sign something that has another one hundred thousand dollar daily penalty if it's not signed off on beforehand
5: Okay, go ahead and shrink that down. And I want to talk. I'm just going to kind of break this down: what he's talking about and why it matters. So he was actually given a fifty million dollar contract for four years. So it's a little over uh, ten million dollars a year uh, to produce uh, the Stephen Crowder show. If and and the money is huge, right? But he's saying it's not about the money. I wasn't upset about the the money. The reason I was calling out these giant penalties was the fact that you were going to make me do 192 daily shows. Well, you want to make me yeah. do these monthly shows or you will dock me giant amounts of money. Right. Okay. And then if I don't do my here's the thing. Do you think they're really going to make a million dollars off of you for doing
4: one annual show? No, this was this was these it's were control. These were these were control well, penalties. But what we didn't get to, and I don't know if it was in that video. It's got to be in that video um, somewhere. Is the the penalties if. You get demonetized. And this is the apex of the issue. Not so much the money there. If you get demonetized by YouTube, if you get censored by Twitter, if you get uh, censored by Facebook or whatever. Yeah, we can go back Then they will, then again, docks, dock you. Yeah. Let me
5: see where, if that's at. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and
4: play there. So this is, this to me is the most egregious part yeah. um, of the entire thing. It's not so much the money, but, but this, this right here.
3: company is not able to replace them within 90 days the fee will be reduced by 25 percent uh that's a sponsorship boycott so that's saying hey 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 liberals boycotts work they work on our guys we'll punish them for you let me go on specifically youtube demonetization if any of the major platforms issues a content strike such that crowder cannot be monetized on such platform and the company is not able to resolve the issue within 90 days, the fee will be reduced by 25% moving forward. Now, I thought this was a mistake because, you know, these people maybe didn't know who I am that we've been demonetized for three years. No, it was made very clear to me in no uncertain terms, this is what's sent out to everybody. And then if you get a a strike, meaning a suspension, another 20% reduction. And then another 20% of it happens on Apple. And then another 10% of it happens on Facebook. And then another 10% of it happens on Spotify. Imagine you're deplatformed, as we've seen in the past, where all of the major entities decide to remove you in one day. Rather than having a conservative alternative, you would now be down to 5 to 15% of the revenue of your contract.
5: Okay, you can pause it there. The about thing, the, about wait, this for- wait, can I just let me jump in? They're talking to people who have people who hire people because Michelle and I, we do it all ourselves with our mom. Okay. But everybody else, if you've got a big platform, you have somebody who's downloading your stuff, putting it other places, writing if articles. If We for had you. to
4: hire somebody to do the things that we would do that we do, we would be paying out seventy five thousand dollars a year.
5: Yeah. And you would give somebody a full-time salary, a yeah. decent full time salary. Yeah. Okay. So Crowder, he's got a whole team of people. So when you look at, it, and I don't want to, I don't want to look at the money that that he was offered. Okay. But what he's looking at is if his fee is reduced by 25%, okay, or let's say he is he's uh, deplatformed by two places or three places, and he's saying that he goes on to say, I'm not doing this for me. I know you guys, I'm the biggest name. He has six
4: million followers on YouTube. There's
5: nobody bigger that these people would want to really get, you know? And so um, the other people are not getting giant contracts. contracts. Okay. So if you, you can't take the hit, if you've hired somebody out, and you're just trying to, to, to make it, right? If you've hired two or three people and you take a 25% hit yeah. uh, because YouTube gives you a strike or YouTube demonetizes you, right. what it does, it makes it so that you can't, uh, what Crowder goes on to say is you can't do anything that would be uh,
4: controversial. Right. You're no longer a conservative con- but, commentator. But it's worse than that. And this, is, this is, goes back to what I was talking and about this earlier. Is,
5: here's the thing. You're signing a contract.
4: Right. You're signing that you're going to stay with them, right? At that rate. But Leah, big tech, what there's what the contract is stating is if you step outside of bounds, of okay, big tech's bounds, and you get in trouble, and nobody knows. Like what if those you are, rob a store, and that's right, Carter then you'll get says, punished for doing a bad thing. Right. But. Like what happened to Leah and I is we did not go outside of their bounds. A, we didn't find out about their bounds until after the the, the fact that we'd already had a strike. But B, we literally got strikes on videos that did not violate their current now in, as in 2023 or past terms of services. They just gave us a strike because they felt like it. And countless other content creators have been completely deplatformed and banned on all across media because all of a sudden they decide. Right. And so what he's saying is that we need
5: a different platform. Thank God that there are other video platforms out there like a Rumble. So, you know, he's saying there's got to be another model. What are you guys doing for for people if they do get deplatformed? Exactly. I'm done, I'm done with you. So what they're saying is that we only want conservative voices mm-hmm. who
4: are YouTube and Facebook friendly. Okay. Well, and that, to- But that's so Daily Wire. Right. Yeah. That's so Ben Shapiro. And I'm sorry, like I love this I love a lot of the things that Ben does. And I love so many people on the Daily Wire and connected to it. And they are putting out really, really, really. You know good what's really content.
5: strange is as far as much as uh Jordan Peterson gets hate and stuff from the left. Mm-hmm. YouTube constantly is putting him in your algorithm. Exactly. So Daily Wire hired Jordan Peterson. So daily, Jordan Peterson is a Daily Wire person. Candace Owens is a Daily Wire person. Yeah, exactly. And this is a family feud within the family feud because there's not a lot of stuff that I don't agree with on with on Crowder with Crowder, but um, the, the snobbery of the Ben Shapiro's who are like. I am still on YouTube. I am still on Facebook. I still have an audience. And we only
4: want... It's a a club. It's an elitist club. And we only want the people that are also on YouTube.
5: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And here's the thing. You have to come up with some other model. If you've got millions of dollars, they're talking about this guy, Jeremy, who runs the Daily Wire. He's got huge, deep pockets. I think he's Jewish. I don't know. Um, And you've got such deep pockets. Why not have a bride on and have everybody just come... There yeah. and listen to your shows all day there. Exactly. And then you're and then and say we are a free speech absolutists. Right. And you can say what you need to say here. Right. Uh, Caitlin uh, Bennett, the gun girl, the Ohio State gun girl, said that when Alex Jones hired her, he never put stipulations in in, in a contract that said, um, if if YouTube demonetize you, I'm going to pay you less money. Yeah.
4: Okay, no, you need to be free to say what you need to say. And that's the thing. It's all about self-censorship. So essentially, and this is the rub of it all, it's not about the money, it's not about any of that. Daily Wire is making conservative podcasters sign contracts that says that they will self-censor in order to bow down and stay in big tech. Right. What kind of conservative platform are you then at that point? Here's the thing. Stephen...
5: And honestly, a lot of people are are siding. A lot of people on Twitter, (laughs) who are still still there, are siding with 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 Daily Wire, okay? Because they're actually siding with the it's just a business thing. Mm. So their business model is Mm -hmm. dependent upon YouTube. It's dependent upon Facebook. Okay. The rest of us who have been already kicked off of Twitter. And kicked out of YouTube and out of those fears. Yeah. They're not fighting. They are legitimately not fighting for us. They're working with big tech. Against they're us. working with YouTube. Yeah. They're like, well, we'll negotiate with YouTube on your behalf to keep your YouTube up. But if we can't negotiate that in 90 days, then then ah, forget it because we get we're getting ad revenue off of you. I don't know anybody that's that is actually that is selling the truth that's advertiser friendly. Yeah. Okay, if you're telling the truth, you're not advertiser friendly according to their now, you know, who is advertiser friendly? Cardi B. Yeah, with her, you know, WAP songs. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, Michelle and I We don't cuss We don't party. hmm We don't drink. We don't do pornography We don't do draw like nothing We should be as family-friendly as it gets. Come on in, Preach. We should be as monetizable as it gets. But Snoop Dogg, I'm sure, is monetizable. But Leah and Michelle are... What about Eminem with his bathtubs of blood? He's uh, a lot on YouTube. Sure. Okay, and I I guarantee you that Cardi B doesn't have in her contracts if your song's taken off of YouTube because it's too perverse. No, they're making her perverse. They want her to be perverse. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're like, well... And so it's, 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 it's a backwards is an inverted thing. So a, a lot, like when it comes to Tim pool, you have a lot of our viewers, you have a lot of Alex Jones's viewers. Oh my god! It gosh. was so much easier.
4: We could talk to, about that all
5: day. It was so much easier. I would, I actually went to YouTube to listen to Alex Jones every day. That's where I went. I, I would I would grab his YouTube and I would pick one or two hours and listen to it off of YouTube. The, I would literally go to YouTube and and I had subscribed to a lot of channels. Mm-hmm. I would see what's new right. and 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 like over half of who I watched. They're all gone. And you know what? Rumble or D Live or BitChute, they do not have nowhere. No
4: one has the search the algorithm. The same search algorithm, the same interface. No. Um, it's it's which it is ha- not it's not to say anything against them. It's just that they don't have the tech. It's not there. No, yet. YouTube is like it's like TV for people. Right. So, goes- so right now, if you want to comment. If you're watching live on Rumble and nobody's commented yet and there's a ton of you watching, you can see it. Um, I'm going to make sure that the chat's working. If you're watching from your cell phone and you want to be a part of the live chat, all you have to do is click put it in desktop mode and you can still comment uh, that way. But they don't. Ha- My point is That's they another don't have thing. in their so- Rumble app, they don't have the ability to have a comment section for a live Video, the f- and that's very strange. The fire that we used to get on YouTube. So my trolls,
5: point is, my the trolls. And exactly. Beverly says hi on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we got more than highs.
4: Just full like dissertation. Liam misses on, the trolls on, on on YouTube. All right, so you know what? But I just want to play this, and I hope that Facebook will let me play this because this is what keeps coming to mind um, every time we're as we're talking about this. Um, and I hate to use these ladies, but. Uh,
1: don't try to change me. in. Me. Don't tie me down. Cause I'll never stay. I don't. I, I don't, don't do tell what you what to, do. What to what do. do. So just let me be myself. That's all I ask of you. I'm young.
4: And- you don't own me. I, d- I can't get to that part. But I don't want to play too much. Cause Facebook will pull it down. But uh this, that, that song, you don't own me. Yeah. Like you don't own me. So, some may say, if you're dumb enough to sign the contract of Daily Wire, then that's their prerogative. They can do what they want. If you're choosing the money, yada, 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 yada. You can make that argument all you want. The argument that we're making is perhaps Daily Wire is not who you think that they are. Right if this is what they're offering people.
5: If this is what, if they are literally going to people, anybody saying, we are going to lower this contract if YouTube gives you a strike, they're not on our, t- our side because they should know going in saying, you know what, if YouTube gives you your, a strike, we've got your back. All these other people saying, yeah, but they're going to lose their ad revenue and this is a business. No, 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 Then just to go on the fact that they probably are going to lose ad revenue.
4: Exactly. Lower How the contract much you pay n- n- number. Exactly. YouTube revenue. Boom!
5: That's it okay. right there. That's what Alex did, right? Alex had a a different form of money coming in. Alex didn't rely he Alex over and over again would say, and here's the here's the rub. Mm-hmm. You know, YouTube ad revenue is not that much. Yeah, even on these giant videos, the ad revenue is not really comparable. Like. You know, Alex was saying he might make, Alex Jones himself was saying he might have made $40,000 a month in ad revenue. Okay. That doesn't keep InfoWars with all the employees going. Right. Right. And so to get a strike on YouTube, Mm -hmm. that would lower Steven Crowder by 20%. Right. $40,000 a month. Is that 20%? I don't know. Off of what? Of $50 million a year. So like 10, I have no idea. So is that it's forty thousand for dollars. too much. Don't even try. Twenty percent of ten forty thousand Don't even try. Maybe it is. It's a, yeah, maybe it is. Um no, it's not. It was that would be twenty percent of ten uh, million would be two million bucks.
4: No. Yeah. So he would be docked two million a year. Well no, losing, two million for the whole four year period.
5: Well, no, for the quarter that you're Oh, because is
4: ten million a year. That's right. It's ten yeah. million a year. Well yeah. it's like thirteen, but yeah. Well
5: it'll be twenty percent off the whole deal. If he's gone he's gone, that would be it, he twenty percent would be, you know, ten million dollars.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. Right. For ad revenue that's probably about, you know, forty dollars uh, thirty thirty thousand, forty thousand a month. Mm-hmm. That's not where no, you're getting docked way more than what they're losing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, that's the no, point. Yeah, so exactly. when we're looking at those numbers, they're docking you way more than what they're getting in ad, in ad revenue from YouTube. Right. Now, now here's the thing. Now the YouTube views give you more people to give ads to. Mm-hmm. Their ad revenue is different than YouTube ad revenue. Right. Because they wanted Steven Crowder to read four or five Well, and I'll tell ads. you why
4: though. I'll tell you why. It's also because you will be advertising for Daily Wire. Mm-hmm. On YouTube. And so if you're not on YouTube, then not only are they losing your own personal YouTube ad revenue, but they aren't able to advertise on YouTube via your channel.
5: Yeah. So Rumble says the beauty of Rumble is that we allow everyone to go independent. All the tools are available to broadcast a show and build a subscription business without a very, without very restrictive contracts. So, um, I don't know where this goes, but, um, I do want to bring up some funny stuff because Babylon B has done, um, some, uh, well, no, before we go to the funny stuff, I do want you to see, uh, Candace Owens response because I feel like it's close. What just close this close that one video. Yeah, there you go. I do want you to see, and we are going to talk about March for life today. I do want you to see, um, the daily wire response. Do we have to? Do we have to? Uh, I want you to see how Candace Owen reacts here. I really feel like it's, it's kind of, I don't know, over the top and weird.
4: So is that her with Tim Pool? I think, yeah. All right. You know, Candace has always kind of, you know, she's awesome, the but she way. rubs me a little bit uh, the wrong way. Not gonna lie, but she signed this contract.
2: Remember. Well, LOL to anyone who thinks that Steven Crowder is not doing this to make money. Like, I mean, I just have to outwardly laugh. It, it, he's, he's the person in, in a disguise. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? He's, he's like, I'm not, I'm here because I'm, I care about all of you. That's why I'm recording my friend and doing this crappy thing where I literally could have just said, no, I don't like those terms, and then said to everybody, I'm starting my own outfit. Fair. You walk away all the time. You have to go. I have walked away. You know, I had an offer from the blaze. It didn't work for me. You know what I mean? I don't need to piece apart the the contract. I I love those guys. I think Tyler is is amazing. This is what I'm saying. People need to stop thinking that he is some knight in shining armor. He's not. He's not a knight in shining armor. And if you can't see that, watch this video because I think his acting is never more apparent. Even the titles. I didn't want to do this. Oh, really? Then why the hell did you record him? What, what were you doing that for? Do you think you were going go to what, did you you nice. were gonna go to court? Fair point. Do you think you were going to go to court? Because that's the only reason you record someone. you are like, I don't trust my ex fucking wife. Pardon my language, okay? I don't trust my ex wife. So I'm going to record this phone call for safety, right? You record it because you're nervous that there's going to be a court hearing or the police are going to find out and you've got to back up what you said, okay? Why are you recording your friend if not because you think it's going to go to court? Oh, because you think it's going to go to public and you're doing it intentionally because you know you're about to start a war. People, please use your common sense. I am not even, it's not even because I work for Daily Wire. It is because he personally is, he's lying and he insulted me and during his his lying campaign he's still lying he even said something in this video where he's like now they're sending out there no 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 you took if, if you're gonna aim and you're gonna hit somebody with shrapnel and it's gonna be me you better aim correctly because i don't like shit like this okay i have been quiet i know stephen crowder treats people like tr- like absolute trash it's a known thing in the conservative movement ask anybody that works at the blaze any person who's ever had a show on the blaze how stephen crowder treats people by the way you want to talk about contract negotiations why doesn't somebody reach out to not gay jared Right? Who used to be with Steven Crowder and figure out why he can't speak? Why isn't Steven Crowder released Not Gay Jared from his NDA? I don't like shit like this. is all I'm saying. I don't like it.
4: Wow. She's got a little potty mouth, doesn't she? She has a potty mouth for being Miss Conservative, doesn't she? Miss Christian. Miss Christian. Swearing like a sailor. Swearing like a sailor. That's how we called it a family feud. Exactly. Because because is Steven Crowder bad to people? We don't know. I don't know. All I know is that. In this, on this, in this era, he has exposed a part of the Daily Wire that is wrong. Yeah. And we've known it. And I'm telling you what, Ben Shapiro, God bless his little soul, comes from Hollywood. Yes. And I don't trust that his family is in Hollywood. Right. Okay. And I never have. And Ben Shapiro comes across to me as far more arrogant... Then Steven Crowder. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Steven Crowder doesn't come across as arrogant, mm-hmm. but Ben Shapiro does come across as arrogant. So you, Candace Owens probably got a very sweet deal. Well,
5: oh, she's making millions, millions
4: Signing with the Daily Wire. So don't, I don't take the words that she's saying as a hundred percent fact, just because, because she says really them with fervor. Have, I mean, you're backing up your million dollar contract. And your reason for doing it. And she's like, so all you had to do was just pass on it. No. What Steven Crowder was doing was saying, guys, the Daily Wire is not who they're saying that they are. Because if they were on our side, they would not be making you get into bed with big tech.
5: Candace Owens. She has censored. She doesn't have viral moments anymore. Exactly. She doesn't have viral moments anymore. She's not. She's not on the cutting edge of anything anymore. Right. Okay. Why because is she self-censors? It? Because, honestly, because of her contract. In, in my opinion, you can buy off one of these voices for millions of dollars
4: and make them just say what you want them to say. Right. Now, guys, listen. I I don't like it. I don't like the family feuds. Okay. So I want to be really clear here. When we When we're calling out a a Ben Shapiro or a Candace Owens, it's not, I support what they're doing and I support the message that they're putting out, but I don't like that they have to compromise to do it. And that really bothers me. And so, yeah, I'm going to call it out. You have to, we can't stay silent. Let
5: me give you, uh, Lauren Chen, who had offers from both, uh, Crowder and, uh, Daily Wire, uh, she retweeted Ben Shapiro and you can bring it up if you want to. Uh, Stephen Crowder's latest video tragically proves that he knows nothing about business, oh, LOL to anyone who thinks or friendship and decency. Okay? Um, and Lauren Chen says, I'm going to spell this out because no one else seems to get it. Crowder felt personally hurt and betrayed by the fact that Daily Wire would not only try to tie his income to what Big te- Tech deemed acceptable speech, but also do, do so while taking millions from the Mug Club base he'd bring in. Okay, now if you scroll up, I want to hear uh, Mark Dice here on this
10: we know of at one of Mark Zuckerberg's homes. This is what Steven Crowder was alluding to, something that I've been talking about for years, something that he never mentioned before because he was in that inner circle conservative Inc. club. Glenn Beck was also at one of those dinners with Mark Zuckerberg. That's another fact that we know. And since we're on the topic, people should also know that Dave Rubin had a private meeting with YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki in 2019. He's conservative Inc.'s token gay guy, so you know they're supporting him so that he can keep making the Republican Party more Progressive. He's a good friend of Stephen Crowder's, by the way. And this is why I've always stayed independent, because I don't want some executive producer or CEO telling me not to cover something or not to criticize someone or not report on the Bilderberg group meetings or Bohemian Grove or Operation Mockingbird or the Sun Valley Conference or telling me that I need to just speak in weak generalities and give lukewarm takes about the wolves in sheep's clothing and the conservative movement or the cultural Marxists destroy our society. One of the points I agree with Crowder on in his video, which again, I think wildly misrepresents what actually happened between him and the Daily Wire and is just a desperate money grab now that he's unemployed, was this.
3: They don't want a group of rebellious rabble-rousers who want to learn, fight like hell, and laugh together. You're of no value if you can't all be kept in line to some degree. I don't mean some master plan to eliminate you. Just subdue you a little bit. Just soften your edges a little bit. Just
10: play ball a little more. That's a good point, Stephen, but to be specific, since I never became friends with any of the phonies in our movement and I don't have any dual loyalties, I think what you mean is anyone who signs a contract with the Daily Wire, the Blaze, Fox News, Turning Point USA, or PragerU won't be allowed to criticize anything Israel does to the Palestinians. That's anti-Semitic, or how the anti-BDS laws violate the First Amendment, and they'll be told not to talk about anti-whiteism or black crime, especially using that term, and won't be allowed to denounce gay marriage with too strong of language or say that gay men adopting children or buying them from fertility clinics and using surrogate.
5: Yeah, there's more to that. Okay, there's one more if you scroll up. Uh This Wayne Dupree says, I'm running with Stephen Crowder on this because listening to his argument, we've been saying this for the last few years. There are gatekeepers keeping independent conservative media voices stymied as they grow. They want the monopoly on talent with slave contracts. Can you play this? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, L O L to anyone who thinks okay, that Steven Crowder that to, oh,
5: okay. Scroll up. That was a different one. All right. Okay, so scroll down. Now I want you to we hear some of, of the funny. Um that
2: Steven Crowder is Hing not hard. doing this to me. Uh,
5: this one is fun. This one's this one is Jordan Peterson um,
4: impersonation.
5: Uh, he impersonates Jordan Peterson. Let me see is this Steven Crowder um filling in filling in the the contract for Steven
4: Crowder.
0: Good evening. Well, I thought I would comment on the recent, let's say, controversy regarding Stephen Crowder and the Daily Wire contract. Now, I had originally added a few clauses that were not discussed today, so let's discuss them for, let's say, transparency. Mm -hmm. Section 3, Clause A. Stephen Crowder will be required to clean his room on a daily basis. Failure to do so will result in a $1 million fine. I know you're thinking, well, that's comically high. It's like, well, you don't know what happens if you don't clean your bloody room. It's like you've got clutter on the floor and then you're on your way to work and you trip over some clothes. Now you've twisted your ankle. You see your dog in the hallway and you kick him in the face because you're resentful that you are so damn lazy to clean your room. Well, now you're late to work, you're distracted. So you're rushing through your monologue. You miss a couple lines in the ad read, the company drops you, you lose $5 million, then you get fired. You go home, you take it out on your bloody family because you haven't faced the damn bloody shadow demon of your father who's in the belly of the whale. So you kill your whole family. Now you're doing life for murder. It's like, well, could have cleaned your room, bucko. hmm If you don't think that could happen, you haven't read the Gulag Archipelago. Section three. Steven Crowder will be required to eat five pounds of lobster every week to keep his place in the hierarchy. It's like if you don't think there's a bloody hierarchy, you don't know what you're talking about, bucko.
4: (laughs) That was really funny. Tyler Fisher. Okay,
5: scroll down. I think I've got a Babylon Bee one.
11: All right. I'm sure many of you are aware by now that there's a viral video making the rounds accusing us, the Babylon Bee, of being in bed with big tech. The guy who made the video doesn't refer to us by name, Instead, he calls us Big Con, a backhanded reference to our towering stature in the conservative world. You might be surprised to hear this, but we're not offended by that characterization. In fact, we're proud of our dominance. It took a lot of effort, not mine, but effort nonetheless, to get to where we are today. I'm sure that by now you've also seen the response from a little media startup called The Daily Wire, who awkwardly assumed Big Con was a reference to them. I know. I thought that was cute too. Anyway, I just wanted to come on here and set the record straight. This is parody. We're not sorry for being the biggest and the best. We earned our subscriber with our joke. And we're certainly not going to be goaded into a conflict with allies unless we can think of a way to monetize it. We're going to get back to work now. So please share this video. Or don't. When you're this big, who cares? (laughs)
5: That was really funny. Okay, there's one more. Scroll down.
8: I am the editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee. It's come to our attention that there is a kerfluffle, if you will, in conservatism with Stephen Crowder and Jeremy Boring of The Daily Wire um, having some kind of disagreement. And that makes us very sad at the Babylon Bee because we're all about unity. We want everyone to get along. Um, We never cause division. And we are all about uniting people here at the Babylon Bee. We really feel like Steven Crowder and Jeremy Boring would get along if they were to just see things eye to eye and meet in person. So we want to extend an official invitation to Jeremy Boring and Steven Crowder to come to Babylon Beat Live, February 24th in Fort Worth, Texas, where we will have a plastic swimming pool full of jello for them to jello wrestle in and solve their problems. Duke it out like men, one-on-one in the jello pool. This is a serious offer. Please respond, we will pay your travel. It's gonna be economy class. Uh, we don't, we're not a, a wealthy conservative outlet that has $50 million to spend, for instance, but we can fly you economy or Greyhound or train, whatever your choice of, of uh, transportation is, to Fort Worth, Texas on February 24th. It's the war on the shore. Let's make it happen. Please respond. And if you're not going to be live, go to uh, be live, -Live babylonblive.com and join us where possibly there's a real chance that these guys respond and jello wrestle. It's within the realm of possibility. No guarantees.
4: Um, Crowder would totally do that. And um, I love, I don't know the Jeremy guy, but I love the sarcasm there. That was really fun.
5: That's, and, and that's just it guys. Um, We have to not allow all this stuff to get so negative. And I think, honestly, you can only do that with the power of God. Come on. And, you know, you know who's been pushed around a lot year after year after year? The March for Life. Yes. But you know what year this is?
4: 2023.
5: Yeah. But
4: this is the 50th anniversary of the March for Life. And it just so happens to be the first March for Life since Roe versus Wade was overturned. And you know what that is, though? That is a very biblical year of Jubilee. It is. Set the captives free. Setting the captives free. It's so anointed.
5: So my point is, is that even when you get pushed down off of YouTube, and even when you get pushed off of wherever, Facebook or Twitter or your your neighbor or your family, just keep getting up and just keep praying because you don't know if next year... Or next year or next year, you're going to have that breakthrough to where the March for Life, it, which it's not over. There's still battles to be had, even yeah. though Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Right. States. It's just going back to the states. Exactly. Um, And so we're still fighting state by state by state to end the mass murder of infants in this country. But we do have something to celebrate, a huge celebration oh, right. no, this year. Huge. And I like this and, tweet
4: here from Josh Hawley um that says today is a historic march for life the first since roe versus wade was overturned i want to honor the modern day of abolitionists who worked for decades to overturn that travesty including my wife erin who litigated the dobbs case at the supreme court yeah no that's so that's good praise god for that
5: if you go ahead and scroll through my twitter we'll go through uh, a couple of these uh march for life um videos videos yeah
4: You know, the March for Life has been so sullied in the past by these, the feminazi marches that they do around that time. So yeah, so
5: Liberty University,
4: Christian University, you know what I was thinking about Liberty University, Um,
5: they are so, they are, um, they're training um, civic-minded Christians who are taking on the culture head on. I love it. They're the David Barton of, of colleges. If you want to send your kids somewhere, send them there. They're really... Um, pro-life and they're unashamedly and, and this is this is uh, Liberty University uh, we're going to play here in a second but what I love about this is that there is a huge pro-life generation of, uh, in young people and there is a a um, joining together especially in the pro-life movement of Catholics and uh, evangelicals Protestants whatever you want to call them, in this and it's so powerful and go ahead and play this clip here i'm
15: joined right now by the students from liberty university in lynchburg virginia They are extremely excited to be here for the 50th anniversary. And despite the fact that Roe has been overturned, there is still more work and advocacy, according to protesters, that needs to be done. Here joining me is Emily with Liberty University, as well as Summer, who will be speaking shortly. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. Um, Talk to me about what what it is to be
1: here on this day. It's very special. Uh, We fought and prayed for Roe v Wade to be turned for almost 50 years. So now 50 years from the very first March for Life, Roe v. Wade is now overturned and it's an answer to prayer but there's a lot of work to be done.
15: Summer what are you going to be saying when you address the crowd today?
1: Yeah I'm going to be saying first of all praise the lord that Roe v. Wade is
15: reversed. This is a day of celebration. This is also a day of calling. This is of urgency that we have women to um, support and we have babies to protect and we will not stop until abortion is abolished in America. John and Bianca, these students are actually going to be leading the march, which typically happens around 1 p.m. Eastern, although things are a little bit delayed, so they're going to be marching. Ordinarily, they would have marched to the steps of the Supreme Court, but they're going to be stopping at the Capitol. Talk to us a little bit about why that is, Emily.
1: Yeah, so the Dobbs v. Jackson case that overturned Roe v. Wade gave the issue of abortion back to each state to decide, and so there are some states who are very pro-life. There are some states who are still allow abortion up until birth or even after birth, and so the pro-life generation is saying that abortion is wrong and therefore it needs to be abolished um, because it intentionally ends a human life and so we're calling on states to make a pro-life um, legislation and message um, and so we're going to the capital to ask for that.
15: All right and uh, let's get a little bit of the the crowd over here. Um, how does it feel to be here today? So good, it's
11: so fun, and I love being here. I think it's really special that we all get to be here freely. We have a country that we're able to go into these things freely, and that we have the option to make our opinions known and say things that we are saying now without drastic consequences. But
15: all right, John and Bianca, the speakers are addressing the crowd right now. Huge crowd here
4: today, packed
15: on the Why national do they always Mall do it in the
5: dead of winter. I don't know. You know cold cold why? Because it takes
4: real dedication it's to not, actually go. Not done here. Uh, can, go there. Here's
5: we have uh, I have Down syndrome, but Down syndrome does not define me. I am defined by God.
4: Oh, that's really good.
0: I'm a gold medalist in Special Olympics <laughs> skiing, swimming, and bowling. You should see me throw those strikes. I have an awesome life. A great family and a very busy social life. I have Down syndrome, but Down syndrome does not define me. <laughs> I, am, I am defined by God. God put a price tag on every life, and He says, We are all priceless. Born and unborn, disability or not, we're all priceless. Wow. I'm a grown medal. I literally so have tears in my eyes.
5: Special. Oh, that's what it's all about. All right, Ted. Ted's going to explain to us how um, 50 years ago Roe v. Wade was wrongly decided.
16: Today, millions of Americans will unite across this country to march together in a call to protect life. 50 years ago, Roe versus Wade was wrongly decided, resulting in the loss of millions of tiny lives, incapable of fighting for themselves, the lives of the unborn. While we mourn for the more than 60 million precious babies, the sons and daughters violently claimed by abortion. Today, we also celebrate. On the 50th anniversary of that tragic decision, we remember a much, much better day. June 24th, 2022. When the Supreme Court in Dobbs versus Jackson finally overturned Roe versus Wade and renewed hope for generations to come. As you march today through Washington, D.C. and other cities across our nation, know that your efforts haven't gone unnoticed. What you are doing today What you have done for the last 49 years, year after year after year, contributed to our historic victory last year. Each one of you played a part and will continue to do so going forward as we seek together to build a country founded on those God-given rights to liberty, to the pursuit of happiness and first and most importantly, to life. I'm proud to celebrate this monumental day with each of you as we stand together, as we march together to begin the next chapter in the fight for
5: life. So good. Little did we know last year that this would be the year of celebration. Uh, Lauren Boebert says, I've introduced my first bill in the 118th Congress. It will defund Planned Parenthood. We need to protect the sanctity of, li- sanctity of life in this country. To all those marching at the March for Life, let's rally behind this bill and get it done. Uh, Father Frank Pavone, who was actually defrocked for his outspoken uh, uh, political um, activism, especially with for some reason with his march for his pro-life views, bishops have told me I'm too aggressive on abortion. My response is that when abortion stops being so aggressive on little babies, it kills, then we can talk. Boom. I'm going to play this. Oh. Hang on, that's loud. I'm nervous to it. It's just. All right, so scroll down one more. Okay, Tony Dungy is a um, Super Bowl winning football coach. Nice. Now he is being thrown through the wolves right now because he tweeted out tomorrow, his, uh, Lauren and I will be in Washington, D.C., attending the 2023 March for Life. It will be my first time at the march, and I'm looking forward to joining my friend uh, Benjamin Watson and thousands of others who will be there to support those unborn babies who don't have a voice. He is a very he is a Christian, and he's been a little bit more outspoken as of uh, as of late, and he is really getting hammered for it. Um, and if you go down here, we'll see a video of the um, the crowd. A young boy, eight years old,
1: say, "I love my life because his mother chose life for him." We
5: all right, so life oh. will find a way. Thank you to all you um, supporters of life out there. Uh, we need you, and God uh, bless you all for being there so and I braving the cold. To
4: kind of round this off, though, I want to reiterate what we said with this um, year of Jubilee. Mm-hmm. I don't think you guys come to our show for just us to report to you the news I I think that you come because you know that Leah and I will dig deeper to find the more um, mysterious or overarching spiritual depth to mm. a thing so when I think about God's perfect timing of the year of Jubilee the 49 years on this 50th year mm. I there, you cannot deny, yeah, that that is quite literally the hand of God. And what I find really comforting when these types of things that are undeniable from God across all of society is that means that God is working mm. a much larger plan, yeah, and He is using individuals who are answering the call to ensure that that plan is carried out. So when we get frustrated at the deep state or you know all the censorship that we were just talking about at, at the start of this, this second half, we need to be ever aware that yes, God has a great plan in the scheme of things mm. and he's moving his pieces, but it requires us to stand up and say, yes, we will do it. And there are enough of us that are standing up and saying, yes, I will speak out when they're saying that this is like the largest March for Life yet, which I find very interesting because usually after you've achieved a thing, not as many people show up because they don't feel it's necessary to keep fighting Mm -hmm. because they want what, what those young ladies said in their beautiful 1980s blazers that had me cracking up there. um, Remember those from when we were younger. They're not going to stop until abortion is abolished across the nation. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to have the Supreme Court say, okay, federally, we're not going to, we can't enforce this. But now it goes back to each state. And now each state has to choose that this is murder. And in the power of God, that is what is going to happen.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You know, this, I don't trying to make a transition here to guns and gun violence. Um, Alec Baldwin has been charged with two charges mm, of involuntary finally. manslaughter for the fatal shooting at the, um, where he shot, uh, one of the directors of the movie he was on. Now, um, it's, it, you know, he's outspoken against conservatives, against Trump. He played Trump on uh, Saturday night live, uh, very hateful, uh, hate filled man. So the question remains, did he actually shoot this person on purpose or, or, or could it have been prevented? Well, Alec Baldwin is actually being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter, not murder. Uh, Baldwin shot and killed a 42 year old, uh, uh, director Helena Hutchins and injured 48 year old Joel Souza on the movie set of rust in Santa Fe, uh, New, uh, Mexico, uh, in October of 2021. He pulled the trigger on the set, according to FBI analysts. However, he blamed the producer's death on Hannah Gutierrez Reed, the armorer and the props assistant on the set of Rust. Uh, Hannah Gutierrez Reed will also face criminal charges. If any one of these three people, Alec, Hannah, or this other guy, David, had done their job, this person would still be alive. It's that simple, said the special prosecutor. Now, um, this Hannah Gutierrez Reed this armorer. I think she's a daughter of a famous armorer. And she's she was not um very she probably she was not she got the job. the
4: job because her dad did it and mm-hmm. she did not and she I don't think when we covered this at the, when it happened in 2021 and we played footage from her and we and we covered this really kind of at length, her entire point of view of it was just kind of like she's just living a game like Mm -hmm. riding the the high of of being a part of what her dad got her into now i'm not an armorer i don't know anything about movie sets or guns or whatever Mm -hmm. why is there a, a, a real gun on set in the hand of Alec Baldwin, like well, aren't there I guess no, they use real guns. But guns? They, no,
5: they use real guns, and then they. But how does hook... a
4: live round get in there, though? That's a good question. Someone had to have mm-hmm. put a live round. You don't mistakenly do that. Someone mm-hmm. needs to go to jail for life for this. Yeah, whoever put the live round in. The gun. Yeah, so it's very interesting if you play bring
5: this up the view of all places. So uh, Joy Behar's trying to be, be the the defense, and then there are others on the offense. And I'm just wondering, you know, is Hollywood going to come out to defend him? Um, I, this is a very interesting uh, situation here because I'm thinking to myself, if an armorer, they're saying that he should have known, he should have checked the gun. If I'm a, if I am a, um, if I if I was just put on a movie set tomorrow. And I trusted the armorer and said, and, he, and he, they said, here's this gun. I would hope that the armorer would teach me to check the gun before I shot. But would I have known to do that? I, I
4: don't know because I'm not. No, a... no, 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 no. If I'm told, if I am told that this is a real gun, gun safety number one mm-hmm. is it's... I want to see right the fresh, unopened box of dead cartridges, Mm -hmm. and I want to watch it unsealed, I want to watch it go from there into the weapon before I hold it and fire it. Ultimately, the person who has the gun in hand is responsible. I don't care if you are an actor, I don't care what you are, who you are, everyone in the entire nation should know this. If you are holding a weapon and you pull the trigger and you don't know what is in that weapon, it is still your fault. Alec Baldwin killed this woman. Full stop. I don't care. Un- and here's the, the the only. No, there's no there's no other possible scenario. Because what I was gonna say is only if he had done the 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 scenario that I just laid out, and then the gun gets put to the side. Right. No, because you, I'm going to be holding that weapon. I'm not letting anyone else touch it. I am never going to pull the trigger of even an unloaded weapon pointing at someone, much less if it's a blank. I need to know that I know that that I know that I know that I know that I know that it's a blank. I wouldn't want to do it at all. Okay, there's you no... got to film for me, you're going to have to film it so it looks like I'm shooting it. Ex- ex- that's number 1 for me. I
5: I this gonna is do the it.
4: number 2 scenario here, i I the... never I I'm never going to shoot it pointing at it. it's is... like,
5: if you've ever been around guns, the one thing is you never pointed at somebody. Right. You never put po- an empty one, you never pointed at it you have to recognize that in your hand is something that's going to take that can take a life. Okay, and the weight of it when I've gone shooting is such that it's like,
4: ah, don't tell me that they don't have the technology to make it look Mm -hmm. like it was directly aimed at her when it was fired. Right. Don't you tell me that. Right. So that's number one. Number two, giving that that the benefit of the doubt if he knew it was a real gun, even if he didn't know it was a real gun, you still I want to see the unopened cartridge and I'm actually and I want, with you. I'm going to load the gun myself. I want to, f- if I'm going to be using a gun in a movie, I want to
5: fake one. Yeah. Because I don't want something to go off and go wrong. All right, let's hear what these Betty Betty
17: ladies have to say. He, a, he was a producer of story credit. So he had creative involvement. Uh, not exactly the job of somebody who would have to check the gun. That's the job of other people. And, you know, as a person who's been in a couple of movies... All you're thinking of is your part when you're an actor. You're not worried. I was not worried that that my brassiere going to fall off me or whatever. Somebody else has to worry about that. You're interested in your lines and your character and where am I now and where was I two minutes ago. That's it. So I don't really
1: understand what this is about. I actually strongly agree with the charges, um, and, and I have to you, you disagree with what I I said. disagree with you um, respectfully. Um, in the state of New Mexico, involuntary manslaughter means unintentionally kill someone, killing someone by being negligent. So negligence alone is the standard that you have to meet, mm-hmm. and there are incredible processes in place. Guns are used, firearms are used in, in movies every day, and there are processes and steps taken. Mm-hmm. So uh, the prosecutors in this case actually consulted some A-list actors to talk about how they go about handling guns on sets so that something like this doesn't happen and every one of them said that before they use the firearm they either double check it themselves or have the expert in charge the armor show them that it's not loaded and that it's able for use so there were a bunch of stuff uh, uh, Hutchinson's family she it's a life lost way too soon
2: I just feel the need to say that because right. people don't hear you say it they're like oh so you're concerned with the case but not the life lost first no. and foremost that's a tragedy of course. It's all, there are no happy endings to this and I also my,
1: my, my heart does go out to Alec Baldwin and his wife I agree with everything that you're saying about the family but does it change your opinion that the family agrees that charges should be filed they said that they did their own independent investigation and they support the charges support charges and believe that they are warranted in this incident so i think we should take into consideration exactly how the family feels he didn't check it he didn't do any of the things he was supposed to to make sure that he was safe or that anyone around him was safe and then he pointed it, and he pulled the trigger. He said he but didn't the AD, pull the trigger. Yeah, but the ad. It's, there's also
2: a, the one that got the apparently post. most do is yeah. what, according to the
17: DA. What she said is that they've checked with other actors, and accordingly, most do. I think we're going to see well, how, how do the they testimony? do that? How does, does the actors? I think you open they, it up and you open it up and look it. to see if there's a yeah. live bullet,
4: not live. These women don't really know a whole lot of what they're talking about, but um, I think that when it boils down to it we 're all very suspect of Alec Baldwin from the start um, because his history isn 't that great right um, alcoholism, violence, anger you know we 've got recorded phone calls I, I, you know the the family of the woman that was killed agrees with the charges mm-hmm. because they did an independent investigation into all of this. Mm-hmm. And the argument of negligence to me holds up. The, the, the Joy Behar stating if you're an actor you're not you're not worried about comparing a a a gun, a mm-hmm. a real life gun to your ear falling off shows yeah. what an airhead you are. Yeah. No. Um
5: Speaking of airheads, you know we had this FAA outage and we kind of covered it. Well, I wanted to bring up this Tucker Carlson article uh, or this the Gateway Planet article about um, well, Tucker Carlson is saying. Why did the FAA ground all travel? Was it really just a fat finger, or actually was there something nefarious here? And was is it possible that there have actually been other countries who have had to ground all air traffic.
4: We... And for those of you that don't know, um, what day was it that...
5: Wednesday. That Wednesday. they
4: literally... No, last... I can't remember. They, the they grounded all planes. Yeah. All of them. This all. has not happened since 9-11. Right. Okay? N- n- this does not happen. You It right. n- never, ever, ever happens. And I believe with Tucker here that we are being lied to about
5: and uh, why it happened. he's thinking, could there be um, a blackmail, ransom. Yeah, it's a
6: really interesting story. So five days ago, last Wednesday, the FAA ordered a ground stop on all air travel in the US. That meant that not a single commercial or private aircraft was allowed in the skies over this country. And that's very serious, hard to overstate the seriousness of that actually. The last, the only other time this country has imposed a national ground stop was after 9-11, the terror attacks 21 years ago. So it's a huge deal. What happened? Why did the government ground all the planes? So people asked, but initially no one seems to know. Pete Buttigieg, who runs the transportation department, which oversees the FAA, went on TV to say he was not quite sure. And then over the next several hours, a kind of story emerged. The government system that sends messages to pilots called NOTAM had gone down. And then the emergency backup system had also gone down. Now the FAA claimed it first noticed this on Tuesday night. When the problem could not be fixed, the government issued a ground stop the next morning. That's what Pete Buttigieg said. He described the culprit here as, quote, a damaged database file with no evidence of a cyber attack. So to repeat, said Pete Buttigieg, there was no evidence of a cyber attack. It was just your garden variety software snafu. Some contractor entered the wrong code. No big deal. That's what they said. But it was not a very convincing story if you thought about it. Shutting down all commercial air travel in this country, even for a morning, is a very serious thing to do. U.S. airlines haul close to three quarters of a billion people every year. Air travel is essential. It's also potentially dangerous. So for a lot of reasons, it is imperative that our system works perfectly. But one day our system just shut down for no real reason. Is that what you're telling us? Yes, explained Pete Buttigieg with a straight face. Now, most people seem to think this was fine. We were not entirely convinced. And then the next day, last Thursday, we noticed that virtually the same thing happened in Canada. Well, that was very strange because the US and Canada have separate aviation authorities. They're different countries and each country uses its own software to route their planes. The systems are not linked to each other. And yet 24 hours after our country's NOTAM system went down, Canada's NOTAM system went down also. According to the Canadian government, its system, quote, experienced an outage. Really? What are the odds of that? And then we remembered that on New Year's Day, two weeks ago, something similar happened in the Philippines. Its air traffic control system also went down. For a time, no aircraft were allowed in Philippine airspace. Thousands of flights over Asia had to be rerouted, which is expensive and dangerous, potentially. Now, this was also, they told us at the time, some sort of minor technical problem that we should not worry about. Calm down. Everything's fine. But is everything fine? Or is it possible that somebody is hacking into aviation systems and holding various governments around the world hostage until they pay a ransom? Well, yes, it's entirely possible. In fact, for example, in the summer of 2020, UCSF medical school paid more than a million dollars in Bitcoin and they paid it in order to get access to their own computers, which had been frozen by hackers. They were held up for ransom. So what if the same people or similar people just did something very much like that to the FAA and then to the government in Canada and also the government of the Philippines? Now, if that were actually happening, the Biden administration would never tell us in a million years. They would lie about it like they lie about everything else. They would have Mayor Pete claim it was a software glitch from a contractor. And they would lie to us because they would not want us to know that they had been so utterly reckless and negligent and distracted by equity concerns that they had allowed some foreign hostile group to take control of our FAA. But the lie could only cover so much because there would be signs of it. Almost all ransoms like this are paid in Bitcoin. So if the US government was buying huge amounts of Bitcoin in order to pay a ransom, Bitcoin prices would surge, of course. So the question is, has that happened? Oh yes it has happened. Since the nationwide ground stop last Thursday, the price of Bitcoin has shot up about 20%.
4: So interesting. Is that a
6: coincidence? Mm. We asked Pete Buttigieg to come on the show tonight to let us know. Unfortunately, he did not respond to our request. So we'll keep asking.
4: Wow. You know, this is the number one thing that bothers me about this. Is the fact that the government, instead of just saying, we can't tell you because it's a secret. It's too classified for you to know. Okay, fine. Just say that. But don't lie to me. Do not tell me that there's no evidence of it having been a cyber attack when there was a cyber attack. I do not pay you my public servants to lie to my face. That's what makes me so mad about this. They just straight up lied. No, they did. They absolutely lied.
5: Um, And you know what? And maybe they even, maybe they lied because they probably paid the daggum ransom. Instead of Bitcoin. I want you guys to know that gold and silver is the way to go. Now, uh, lawmakers in Jackson, Mississippi, have introduced legislation to exempt gold and silver coins and bars and rounds from the Mississippi state sales tax. Now, this seems like a big deal, but most states actually do not have sales tax on precious metals. And the reason being is that sales tax is supposed to be on the, the end goods for consumers rather than the money used to exchange them. Um, So last year's legislative efforts uh, seeks to build on uh, this year's legislative efforts seeks to build on last year's momentum. Last year Representative uh, Ford's uh, sales tax exemption bill passed out of the Mississippi House but didn't have time to go to the Senate. Now, passage of HB 508 would remove disincentives from holding gold and silver, a move that that has become especially pertinent at a time when inflation is ripping through the economy and wreaking havoc on family budgets. Now, Levying sales tax on precious metals is inappropriate because sales taxes are typically levied on final consumer goods. Precious metals are inherently held for resale not consumption studies have shown that taxing precious metals is an inefficient inef- form of revenue collection. The results of one study involving Michigan show that any sales tax proceeds a state collects on precious metals are likely surpassed by the state revenue loss from conventions, businesses and economic activity that are driven out of the state.
11: Mm. So
5: Mississippi's neighbors, Alabama, Louisiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee have already stopped taxing gold and silver. Um, And uh, taxing precious metals is harmful to citizens attempting to protect their assets. Purchasers of precious metals aren't fat cat investors. Most who buy precious metals do so in small increments. It's a way of saving money. Precious metals investors are purchasing precious metals as a way to preserve their wealth against the damages of inflation. Inflation harms the poorest amongst us, including pensioners. And uh, so I love these arguments. I'm so glad. Um, Let me jump in here money metals actually has a sound money index actually oh that's awesome for all states to show you okay let's which go, we can go there. um yeah based on uh 12 indicators sound money is discovered not invented turn that up yeah you could actually know if you scroll down to the bottom you can click on the sound money index right there at the bottom 2023 got it yeah um for more than a century the federal government and the Federal Reserve, a privately owned bank cartel, which enjoys a federal uh, charter, have warred against sound money in America. They've ended the free circulation of gold and for a time criminalized its ownership. Do you guys remember that at all? Maybe you were alive. Maybe you weren't. Criminal gold owner. While tag- and they would only allow you to keep uh, gold or silver that was coined and could be a collector item. But if it was just gold, you had to turn it in. And I'm gonna break down at the at the end of this why why this is important. While taxing those who sell, spend, or exchange it, unbacked paper currency and electronic credit have replaced our constitutional money, gold and silver. The Constitution framers were mindful of the hardships brought by uh, Continentals, the fiat paper money issued by the Continental Congress to finance the revolution. Notable founders, including Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, James Madison, Thomas Paine, warned about the ravages of issuing unbacked currency. That's why the Constitutional Convention overwhelmingly embraced gold and silver. Washington wrote that paper money was wicked. Madison called it unjust and unconstitutional. Jefferson wrote that it papers uh, money's abuses are inevitable and by breaking up the measure of value makes a lottery of all private property. While the de- Okay. While the debasement of the Federal Reserve note commonly known today as the dollar is in large part the result of inflationary policies enacted by the Federal Reserve system, its effects are pervasive. Governments can fund enormous welfare warfare states while everyone holding the
4: currency can only watch as their wealth is sapped. Away. So on our show, we've got a lot of viewers that love the founding fathers. I mean, just love them. Mm-hmm. They are the best, the bee's knees. Quoting them is always valuable. It's never invaluable. And yet some of those viewers would still say, well, I can't agree with them that paper dollars are wicked and evil. Mm-hmm. Our founding fathers understood the dangers of fiat currency and how inherently wicked, and I mean wicked it is because it's unjust weights and balances. That's all. It's just straight up from the word of God. It's unjust. Now, before Leah continues on, I want to get to this, this other point of why. So, some, some that actually understand mildly about silver and gold may say, Michelle, I can understand why you wouldn't tax the sale or conversion of a, um, where did you put all the coins that were here? Didn't touch them. Well, you did. Leah rearranged everything. Um, These are actual silver coins. Okay. U.S. Mint uh, silver coins. One of our viewers sent this to us. So you've got, this is actual currency because it's been minted by the U.S. government. So, but Michelle, that's an ex- I can see that that's an exchange of one US minted item to another US minted item. So, but a silver round is not minted by the US government, thus it is not money, or a bar of silver or a bar of gold is not minted, so therefore it's not actually money, it's just a hunk of gold. Mm. It's a hunk of silver. Yeah. This is what I would say to you. You don't understand. Gold and silver are money. They always have been money. They always will be money. You cannot tax a currency exchange regardless of whether any gold or silver has ever been minted. Any of these states that are taxing these gold, this, this gold and silver are stealing from the people of their state. This is government thievery, unconstitutional, and they should all be put in jail. And I mean that as drastically as it sounds. They are stealing mm. from people. Now, I would I would also say property taxes are stealing from people as well. But uh, this, is, this is thievery. So the fact that Missouri is now getting in line with, hey, well, we've decided we're not going to rob from our citizens anymore. Yeah. Well, bravo for you.
5: Yeah. So if you go and uh, let's go over this index that they have here as you scroll down. Um, do you want to bring up the article here? I have it up. All right. So there's a 2023 sound money index. It looks like, um, so what they gave each state points based on, uh, how that they deal with gold and silver. I, it looks like, um, New Mexico, California are the worst. And it looks like Kentucky, Texas, South Dakota, Wyoming, Utah are the best. Uh, let's go over some of, Ohio's
4: not that great.
5: No, All right, so their methodology. So there's sales tax um, on gold and silver, but I want to go down to some of these things. So does the state levy sales tax against precious metals? Imagine if you had a grocery clerk clerk break a $5 bill and the government charged you a 35 cent sales tax. That's silly, right? After all, you are only exchanging one form of money for another. But try walking into a local precious metals dealer in most Almost two dozen states in exchanging 20 Federal Reserve notes for an ounce of silver. If you make that kind of exchange, you will get hammered with a sales tax. That's the price you pay for picking up a piece of true money mentioned in the Constitution. It's not difficult to see how levying sales tax against mon- monetary metals negatively affects those who aim to protect themselves from inflation. Now, Does the state levy income taxation against gold and silver coins? So the Federal Reserve's inflationary policies erode away the purchasing power of those Federal Reserve notes, decreasing the value of each individual note in your wallet as time goes on. Yet taxpayers are not entitled to deduct the staggering capital losses that occur when holding the depreciating currency. So why should they be forced to pay income taxes on nominal gains when holding monetary metals? That's a really good question. Under the IRS regulations, those who own gold and silver to protect against the evaluation of America's paper currency must report any realized gain in terms of Federal Reserve notes. This is not necessarily a real gain. It may be entirely a phantom gain that results from the inflation created by the Federal Reserve. That's why we actually uh, encourage you to buy coins, um, which are considered... Um, a, uh, hobbies or what is it? Um, hobby things or something rather than just gold and silver bars Mm -hmm. because they don't tax.
4: Listen here to me right now. Okay. What they were just talking about is why we actually encourage you guys to get gold and silver. What they were just saying is, if you have a gain of paper dollars on your gold and silver, let's say inflation goes through the roof and tomorrow because of inflation alone.
5: So the, the, the light colored States do not have
4: those taxes. That's awesome. Ohio apparently is really bad. Oh, um, Ohio's bad. And Ohio, the, green, the, uh, the yeah. one above that, it's also bad there. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get this thought out. Cause this is really important. If because of inflation, all of a sudden, and this has happened in Venezuela, it has happened in countless fiat uh, based monetary systems across the world many times over. You have hyperinflation, bread costs $2 one day, it costs $4 the next day, it costs $40 the next day, it costs $400 the next day. The price of the, the value of what you get for what you're spending hasn't changed. In that scenario, let's say a, a, an ounce of silver that today costs you, you know, with your spot price, $37, let's say. Tomorrow, because of, let's say we go into a hyper, hyperinflationary event, it, it costs you $400 because, every, because the, the loaf of bread is going to cost you, you know, extra or whatever. They will tax you because you gained an extra amount of money, right? Right? but you haven't actually gained any more value. And that is what is so wrong with the fiat system. Because for those of you that don't know or don't understand the gold and silver, it is literally impossible to go into inflation with gold and silver. You cannot go into hyperinflation. Now, guess what though? You can go into hyperinflation with gold backed things, which is why we are against gold backed dollars. The dollar in and of itself is the gateway to the evil that we're talking about. And if we're ever going to get our nation back on track, we have to abolish the fiat dollar and even gold backed dollars, because guess what? If you have a gold backed dollar, then you don't need or let me rephrase this. If you have a gold-backed dollar, your argument for it doesn't hold water because the argument that we need the dollar bill because without it, you can't have loans and you can't have credit and all of these things. Well, that's true. But if it was gold-backed, it should, in theory, still be impossible to have all this because you can't pull money out of the sky. You can only pull it out of the ground. Did you hear me? You cannot pull money out of the sky. You can't get money from a tree. You cannot get money by putting zeros on a computer. The only place you can get money is out of the ground. You have to physically do that. So I cannot print zeros in dollar bills or in the computer to loan you money that literally does not exist. That's you. If any of you out there have a mortgage... You have borrowed money that does not exist mm. at all. Anywhere. It, it does. There is no stack of dollar bills that meets the money that you have borrowed. They invented it by putting zeros on a computer. Okay. So if we go back to actual gold and silver, literal money, like I just showed you, then you don't have that. You don't have this industrial boom because it's only being done by fake money, which is robbing from everybody else's real money, right? Or it was at the time that this all started to happen. Now you're just robbing from their fake money. Okay, I hope I'm making some sense here. And the reason why it sounds so confusing is because it is so absolutely and unequivocally absurd the fiat currency system, because we are living in modern monetary theory and we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. And what is modern monetary theory? It says that no one has to work because we can just give everybody a $4,000 stipend every single month to live off of. No one has to work because you can literally just put the money in their account.
5: Yeah. So I like this idea, uh, no state has done this. Uh, does the state provide strong enforcement of the gold and silver clause contracts? Assuming you had the money, would you loan $10,000 be, to, be, be, to be paid back over 30 years plus 3% interest? But what if inflation went to 7% or 15% or higher? You're not gonna make any money. But what if there was a gold clause in your contract, uh, gold or silver? And I kind of like this idea. So that would, um, where the contract could only be satisfied by gold and silver. That means if a contract calls for the repayment in gold and silver, not dollars. And that would, uh, a guarantee of specific performance is crucial to the reliability of the gold clause contracts. Gold clause contracts are already legal and generally enforceable. But states can and should encourage their use by enacting legislation that requires state courts to provide ironclad enforcement. So I like this idea. You're going to have to, if I'm going to lend you $10,000, you're going to
4: be paying me back in gold and silver through the life of that contract. Let me tell you, you, the homeowner, you, the person in credit card debt, you, the person who owes on uh, your car, right? have, Have a car loan. You don't like this clause. You know why you don't like this clause? Because if we go into hyperinflation... And you have to all of a sudden get a raise. You're making, let's say you make $50,000 a year. We go into hyperinflation and all of a sudden you now make $400,000 a year. Your purchase power hasn't changed. You can only buy what you were buying with $50,000 a year, but your check says $40,000 because it has to meet the price of inflation. We are actually headed there right now. But you owe the bank... Let's say you got $150,000 left on your loan. Well, now you're bringing in $400,000 and you can pay that to the bank, but the bank can't then turn and use that money. It doesn't have any more value. Same thing with a credit card. You owe $10,000 on your credit card, okay? And then, well, I'm making $400,000 now. I, only, I was making $50,000. That was one fifth of a yearly income for me that I owed. Well, now what is, what is $10,000 or $400,000, right? So this is the way that it should be. But what we're living in right now is what I just described to you. So should we go in, and this is, and I hate to tell that to you because I it because we are going to go into hyperinflation. We're already in inflation. At some point, we will go into hyperinflation. And at some point, your wage will have to meet that. Okay. And so I don't want to encourage people to rack up a bunch of credit card debt or go buy a house or go buy gold and silver on credit mm-hmm. card debt. Do not do that. Mm-hmm. It's unethical, it's wrong. God, let me tell you something. God is never going to tell you to do that. But the fact remains that when we go into hyperinflation, a lot of people are very worried that they won't be able to pay off their house, that the the banks will come and foreclose. Unless they have written some sort of clause like this in your loan, which they have not, you will pay off your house with your new inflation raised income. Speaking well, I'm telling
5: you, I'm telling you what, now is the time to stop to help yourself to fend yourself off from the egg apocalypse. I went to the grocery store. We went to Walmart last night. I don't really shop I do not shop for groceries at Walmart. We were looking at We were, at the, shop for we were at actually just looking at the prices there. Um, I saw regular eggs for five dollars a dozen, the regular cheapo large eggs at Walmart. Absolutely crazy. Um, but what's even crazier is that the Border Patrol, uh according to the Customs and Border Patrol, it that they are um they're confiscating eggs now and Border authorities have seen many cases in the last week or so where the eggs were not declared God and declared have discovered them, them during inspection. When that happens, the eggs are seized, and the individual is assessed a $300 civil penalty. Penalty. The fine can reach as high as $10,000 for anyone who tries again or tries to smuggle it in for commercial size imports. So if you're going to Mexico and you do not declare that you have eggs or anything agricultural, they can seize it. But the problem is, is that you can't actually bring eggs in. So if you tell them you got eggs, they're going to take them anyways. You can't bring in raw eggs. Eggs are considered prohibited products by the border, Control, border Patrol due to the risks of eggs from Mexico being unclean, either carrying diseases or by being uncooked. Meats and other forms of food are similarly banned from being transported across the border. Any confiscated eggs are subsequently sent to an incinerator. They have to understand it is a prohibited product. We're not going to allow it to make entry. If you declare it, we'll pick them up. No penalty issued. So, but if you declare it, they're going to take it. But if you fail to declare it, you're gonna, we're going to fine you. This is absolutely insane. Let the eggs in. Let the eggs in. The little Mexican eggs. You let in the Mexicans, but not in the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> the border is open to all everybody in South America, but don't bring in the eggs. They will exactly. enforce the egg deal before they enforce people. That's absolutely insane. All right, you want to know who? Uh, Sunday we are going to cover Davos and the World Economic Forum, but I have a beauty for you here, uh, Al Gore, who is telling me that there are six hundred thousand uh, Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every day in the oceans. Oh my! Let's see. Let me find it real quick. Here it is. Here, angry man here. Oh man! Uh, just to let you know, angry. this is not true. So he's angry over nothing. So he could bring his blood
4: pressure down. Yeah, I know. You might give yourself a heart attack. I mean, we wa- we've remember seen what he happened.
5: said the oceans were rising, but then his buddy Obama, right? He's got oceanfront property. He says six
9: hundred thousand Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Mm. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act
5: six. So someone should tell him that nowhere, anywhere on the planet Earth are oceans 212 degrees.
4: They're boiling.
5: But he, makes, boiling. But he makes $2 million a year on this this scam that he's created. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to play. There's a video here now. Oh, we'll, and
4: speaking of the climate thing. Are we yeah. still on the climate thing or are yeah. we
5: done? We're done with the climate thing. Tune yeah. in on
4: Sunday. Sunday. Greta. And yeah, her uh, staged arrest—that's gonna be. Good. Yeah,
5: we're gonna cover Megan—or not Megan. We we'll probably cover Megan, uh, Greta, and the staged arrest and the climate nonsense. I want to play this video because I'm, uh, liber- the Libertarian Party is like very anti-cop, right? But there are a lot of is- a lot of issues with bad cops, and we show a, a lot of videos where we analyze them, and we're like. If you had just done A, B, C, or D, you would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But this guy literally was laughing at the ridiculousness of the situation, and he ends up arrested. And if you smile too much, you can go to jail?
7: That was pretty stupid, wasn't it? Flashing your lights at everybody to let them know that law enforcement was sitting there running radar. Is that what they did? Is that a crime? Yeah. It is? I didn't know.
12: Yeah,
5: before you got it. Me. go further. Actually, that's not a crime. That's not a crime. It's in the it was it's like there's some articles that people posted um, later on in the comments, just so you know that actually it's a form of free speech that you can flash your yeah. lights, but I don't suggest you do it around a cop who doesn't know the truth.
7: Registration right. proof. <laughs>
0: Why would you do that? Flashing your high beams at people to... In the daytime? Yeah. I didn't know that was too far.
6: It is legal to have flashing lights on your vehicle, uh, not being an emergency vehicle. Huh? I said I'll see. Okay. And I could
16: take you to jail today for your unsigned registration card, but I just wrote you a citation for that. That's actually up to six months in jail.
13: You think it's funny, sir?
9: i take the tickets sir. I know, but do you think this I'll is funny? I,
12: I'm about to laugh.
0: I could laugh hard. Huh? Go ahead and step back here for you. are you doing?
7: Sir, I'm asking you to step you out the... Right? Am I being detained? Yes, sir, you are. Step out of the vehicle. Are you serious? Place your, your, you yes, your hands behind your back for me. Are you serious? Yes, sir. Place your
0: hands behind your back Oh, man. You're serious,
7: I'm not your brother.
0: I'm not. I'm not.
7: Yeah, I'll never be your hmm. I'll never be your brother.
4: Wow! The turned upside down. Oh my goodness! This, you know what's you know what I find this so terrifying, because our friend the Kansas Cowboy, we were pulled over in Plymouth, coming home from Plymouth, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. many years ago, and we had a tail light out, but we didn't. Oh, that I thought we did though. He We've said that we issues. did.
5: I took it to well, maybe it was out for a minute, because then we had this ticket, and we had to go show. We had to go pay it. And when I went to go pay it and turn the lights on, they worked just fine. Okay. Well, so we didn't get out and check it, by I the know, way.
4: The, you're getting incredulous. I, I believe that the cop was in good faith when he pulled us over. There was something, and, and we've had issues with that taillight since, so it probably was out. Calm down. Now you just watch the cop video and you're angry. So Kansas has, has always been known his entire life for the fact that he always wears a smile on his face. He just doesn't, he has, he just doesn't take it off. He's always got a smile on his face. So, and I got, like, not just a, like a, like a resting smile, but like a real, genuine smile, right? He's always got a smile on his face. So the cop asks him, Why are you smiling? And um, I think, if memory serves me, this has been quite a while. I think he answered, You know, well, we were just taking this amazing God trip and, you know, cause that's Kansas. That, you know, God moved and and we went and looked at the, you know, the forefathers monument. And I'm just so happy and praising God because that's, that's Kansas. That's that's how he acts, right? Um, if you call and you, you get his voicemail on his cell phone, it says, I'm in a moment of reflection pondering um, God's goodness and, you know, whatever. So this is Kansas. So this is why I find this so terrifying because if Kansas had met with this cop when we were pulled over for that taillight. It could have been the same scenario. Yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely so so. Never laugh at a cop. Never I, smile at a crocodile.
5: I know you're actually. I think you're supposed to cry. Yes, like I think that that's where you're supposed. This is absolutely ridiculous. But this poor guy, he actually went. He he um. He it says I have this article up here. Poor guy. Corporal Ellison is the the police officer shamelessly gave this shamefully gave this man a ticket for two alleged violations at least on paper which were allegedly having an unsigned registration card which is total garbage as well as an alleged special restrictions on lamps which was a frivolous charge meant to fabricate the non-existent crime of warning fellow Americans about gover- government waste, laziness and tyranny. You're really not going to believe this but William went to court in uh, West Virginia, he represented himself. He was being prosecuted by a prosecuting attorney from that county. Um, he, The judge dismissed the bogus charge of having an unsigned registration card. And this is the scary part where a cop comes up and says, you could go to six months in jail for this, and it's actually a bogus charge. Wow. There's no such thing as having an unsigned registration card because immediately I'm thinking, did I re- did I sign my registration card? Like, like what do you mean? Okay, th- that's bogus. It's totally bogus. Um, and then they had some sort, they convicted him on special restrictions on lamps, looking at the statute, which is clearly not meant to apply to this situation. It makes an explicit exception, citing a different statute that allows for flashing lights for the purpose of warning the operators of the presence of a, of a traffic hazard. Um, and so, uh, this is also crazy and I'm sorry for this guy. He obviously, it's not, the, the cop was in the wrong. Let's just put it that way. Well, I think this that'll was, be proved in court, but well, proved in court, he went to court and he, the guy had he, the the judge upheld one of the tickets. The, the I just read that the lamp ticket is made up.
4: Can he appeal it? I don't think he did. Oh, I don't know. Well, given the fact that it probably wasn't that much money and not like worth People your... could
5: sue. Like he could definitely sue That's some what of I'm the saying. comments. literally you saying just you pull up the sued. law. You could sue, yeah. You could definitely sue. All right, you know there's a bunch of the stories this week, but can I we just we're...
4: read the headlines of them just real quick? Just tell. Them, Madonna
5: good. accused of pornography and child trafficking in South Africa. In uh, Southern Africa, the Ethiopian World Federation urges President of Maui to conduct an investigation. Tucker Carlson on the on the World Economic uh, Forum describes them as a group. Uh, says that the World Economic Forum is usually described as a group of supervillains... But they're really hilariously idiotic. Not just evil,
4: just buffoons. A Utah doctor arrested for giving saline shots to kids instead of vaccines. Big tech strikes again. Vimeo cancels the wellness company's account after episode on ivermectin.
5: And I guess you could play one last, uh, Oklahoma, uh, they have a really great superintendent of schools there and he is gonna make sure that there's school choice uh, for uh, for all of Oklahoma, that's really great. And you can just play this last um, video here by Matt Gates here talking about the classified document scandal. Oh,
4: okay, hang on, I thought that's the video you wanted.
5: Wait for it.
17: Come on, here it comes. Saga is part of an inside hit job meant to hobble Biden and basically end his 2024 aspirations before his campaign even started. Now, here to explain why is Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Congressman, now Fox is reporting that any decision from Biden is not going to come until after he delivers the State of the Union. So what do you ultimately expect that decision to be now?
12: Well, things in Washington aren't always what they seem, consider this, it was Joe Biden's Democrat personal lawyer that was rummaging around his stuff, looking for what, evidence of a crime that his septuagenarian client committed nine years ago? And then he alerts the Democrat staff at the White House that does the absolute worst thing you could possibly do. They sat on the information. They should have diffused the Trump matter and then inoculated themselves in the process. Then the moment this is leaked to CBS, you have the Democrat Biden Department of Justice appoint a special counsel. And now the big tell is that even Joe Biden's strongest allies in the Congress, like Senator Coons, are saying that they approve of the appointment of a special counsel to criminally investigate the president maybe the deep state and a lot of these democrats have figured out that they'd rather roll with gavin Newsom than joe biden the republicans might not even have to help the democrats take out their trash
17: well congressman before president biden answered the question on the classified docs today he snapped watch
7: you know the only i i will answer the question but here's the deal you know what quite frankly, bugs me is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about. We're talking about what's going on, and the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that.
17: Now, Congressman, first of all, Gavin Newsom is ominously standing right behind him, which is kind of eerie. But, you know, <laughs> he seems to be cracking up in front of our eyes, President Biden. He's glued to his briefing paper. He He seems kind of out of it after he gives a few remarks, he still seems kind of lost on stage.
12: Joe Biden's mad and he should be. His own Department of Justice is now criminally investigating him. His own staff put him in a terrible position by sitting on this information and his own lawyer was searching around for the evidence of a paperwork crime from almost a decade ago. So I get why Joe Biden's mad. And you could see Gavin Newsom's thought bubble in the background. He's actually measuring the drapes inside the Oval Office right now. But remember, just because the permanent bureaucratic state picked Joe Biden over Donald Trump in 2020, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna pick Joe Biden going forward in 2024. They may realize he is addled and breaking apart and they care about power for the left. Don't forget that. It's not about Joe Biden. It's about maintaining power for the political Political left and they may think that he's a bad bet going forward
17: now this moment um congressman from cnn lends credence to your theory okay Watch. you can pause right. that
5: we, we played that um on our earlier bridey on show so are they trying to take biden out well, he's going out so they got to have a reason for him to go out i guess you know i, I and know. part
4: of me wonders if um they're not Trying to get him out before his term is up, uh even before a a twenty twenty four election there, mm-hmm. because it's going to be a lot easier. Like let's say this is uh, this is hypothetical. So so Kamala they get rid of Biden while he's still president. Kamala Harris becomes president, um, and then they they have to su- uh, appoint a, a vice president, which we learned uh, happened with Gerald Ford. Mm-hmm. This has happened before, okay, with uh, Richard Nixon and his vice president having to resign. So they've done it before. Can they do it again? Because if they get Kamala in as president and they get someone else to be appointed as um, vice president, then I don't think that Kamala is, people are saying, is is, is Kamala the one that's going to run in, in 20, for 2024? I don't think so. I don't think that she, I think they know that that's just, that, that can't happen. So I think that th- there's a possibility that that could play out, that they could try to do that one more time. But this is what I would say, short of a move of God, things are going to get Harry and dicey. And that's what it boils down to. It boils down to, we need to be changing things in the power of God, because even if they pick the worst possible candidate, even if they went with Joe Biden again, they would find the votes.
5: Yeah. All right.
4: Well, you can find yourself at resistancechicks.com signing up for the old school survival boot camp giveaway. So here we are at resistance the Grace's website on the internet. So click on this banner upper in the upper right-hand corner that says old school survival boot camp giveaway click here. In May on the 12th through the 14th, we're going to be in Hillsboro, Ohio or not Hillsborough, Hocking Hills. Hocking Hills, Ohio is literally the vacation destination of our entire state. We don't have anything else. Okay? Um we really we really don't. Um, we've got some Great Lakes in, but that this is it. Like everyone goes to Hawking Hills. It, it's the cabins sell out every year. People come from everywhere to hike, it's just absolutely beautiful. But we are gonna be part of the old school survival boot camp that is going to equip you for survivalism, prepping, homesteading. We're gonna give you some history lessons bushcrafting ham radio like you name it if you want to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow come if you want to learn how to make sauerkraut come if you want to learn how to make soap come leah will teach you that if you want to learn about constitutional money gold and silver leah and i will teach you that if you want to learn about i'm sure bread making and butchering how do you butcher a chicken how do you butcher a cow how do you butcher a pig kids will have uh, they'll have foraging classes they're gonna have self-defense classes with judy phelps um it's, it's phenomenal phenomenal lineup here uh, this year with I think a hundred and how many classes? 138 classes. Wow. Okay. This is it's a three-day boot camp that is more like a family camp. We yeah. will be camping out with our friends, uh, John and Stacey Barnes and the Lindell family, their kids and grandkids. We are really excited about this. Come and bring your tent, bring your RV. But if you want to win a pass, go to resistancechicks.com. scroll down here, watch the video. Um Fill out this form and you will be entered into the drawing to win a three day pass. Also, though, if you go to the Old School Survival Bootcamp Facebook page, let's see, I know I've got that here, right here. I've got everything that you need is, is right here. It's clickable on the links. Go here, send them a message, tell them that Resistance Chick sent you, and you will be entered into a family pass a drawing for a, a drawing pass. for a family pass for the three day weekend. And you will get $10 off per ticket. Right. Um, so you have to send them a message, tell them resistance Chick sent you like their page. We did a video that they've shared here. Um, explaining all of this while we were at friends of ours with their maple syrup taps there. So you can go there and watch that. But, um, this is a really exciting thing that we're going to be doing. We've got on the books already. So we have had people that came from Oregon last year from all over the place, come and get entered to win. A ticket. And guess what? The tickets are so cheap.
5: Yeah. And if you um, enter in on the Old School Swabba Boot Camp's Facebook page, you'll get a $10 off. Coupon. I
4: said that. Yeah. Okay. I said that. So also, last but not least, in our housekeeping, this week, we finally released our video on the Tate Brothers. This is something that we have not really delved into on our program. Yeah. But we did an exclusive Raw and Real with the Gibson Girls on Andrew Tate being arrested and his brother Tristan in the conservative movement. There are some amazing big names like Kevin Sorbo that have come out in defense of these guys. And I love Kevin Sorbo. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he has the facts. We give you the facts of who are these guys? Why is everybody standing up for them? And should they continue to stand up for them when they have lived a life of complete debauchery and self-admitted vile vile things so this is literally the most raw and real episode that we have ever done and again you can find that on resistancechicks.com i'll show you real quick how to get there so if you want to find it the search feature on resistancechicks.com is absolutely incredible i put raw and real in the search box and all three episodes ours is better than rumble itself our, our search box is because I use a lot of really good tags. And uh, so so here it is. This is just, I'm telling you what, you're not going to want to miss this also this week. And let's just go to the main page of resistancechicks.com and see what we've put out uh, this week, which has been incredible. We were on with Dr. John Diamond this week talking about Old School Survival Boot Camp, the biblical education of our founding fathers. Oh, so Leah, good. Leah, why should they watch that? Oh, wow. We
5: really uh, took a deep dive into the Christian Foundation of Education. Just like, just, just kind of put a few pieces together on the like the colonial education mm. and how christian it was
4: yeah all right so then also we were on with Pete Santilli this week mhm talking about Jesus raising Demar Hamlin from the dead and so much more it is the power of god hit During this episode with Pete Santilli, it's an hour-long show, just jam-packed, so good. Loved it. Talked about his God essentially bringing his dog back to life. She got hit by a car. So out here, we've got a
5: PayPal. And we've got a Gab Pay if you guys really want and, to, to and donate Venmo, to uh, Resistance Chicks. You really, d- You can. It really does help. It, it does. helps us to do things like we'll say, do we have Resistance Chicks money to do this? You guys, uh, we we consider a lot of your donations, we've tried, we try to put back into something like last year, all of your donations went into, we 100%. put on um, revivals and Uh, We we traveled to lots of places and we were able to grab videos and interview people and minister. You really, you know, we were able to really break out into resistance chicks ministry, like laying hands on people, people getting, uh, you know, healed. And and so you were part of that ministry that we got to do last year, um, you know. It, when it comes to maybe the old school survival boot camp, maybe we, we, in some of our classes, we may bring some stuff rather than charge for things. There's a lot of ministry that we get to do when you guys, um, donate and, and give to us. So we really appreciate that. And we pray over those donations that come in. We pray over how to use them and that God
4: bless you guys. And that God
5: bless you guys. So thank you so much.
4: Also on resistance under the category of Patriot Gallery, all of Patriot Gallery's blogs are listed right here. And Patriot Gallery has been knocking them out of the park lately. So she's got part one and part two. The Day of the, the Miracles started in December 17th. She's catching up on the ones that God gave her. The Trifecta, December 24th, 25th, 2022, Christmas Eve. Um, that one was really, really good. So I want to encourage you to go to resistancechicks.com and do some digging. Find out all the shows that you've missed. Last but not least, go and watch the Revelation Red Pill Academy. Academy. That that series is just yeah um, out of this world.
5: On Sunday we're gonna do a uh, mail call, so we got we mail got, this we week. Mail so this we're week really excited right about that. So we got some mail to do to, to open up. We have a PO box one zero seven Milford Ohio four five one five zero. And to kind of whet your appetite, Patriot Gallery has been asking us to look more into and do a show on Bob Bob Jones prophecies here in Ohio, what's going on uh, this week with the uh, Reawaken tour, with Diamond, uh, her celebration of life this weekend, Trump going to be in uh, North Carolina. Um, So uh, we're going to be diving into a little bit more of the prophetic and what God is, Mm. is doing this year. Come on. So...
4: Just look forward to that. Okay, last but not least. Actually, there's two things I want to do. So organic body essentials. The CBD oils, I don't even know what to call them. I keep, I don't know what, I literally don't. It's not a tincture. I guess you could call it a tincture. I don't know. It's the CBD stuff for my hip has been invaluable to me. Um, I don't have words to describe how invaluable it's been. The muscle rub has been out of this world. So have you and then, s- um, the immune booster, the elite elixir, elite elixir the elderberry stuff. It's not just elderberry. No,
5: it- nothing is just like one thing. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. She prays over these ingredients and then they work amazing um, for whatever it is, whatever. She- and they last forever. So like we've got this little tiny thing of face lotion, and we've had it for like three or four months, and we've both been using it. Like, how is this possible that it'd
4: be lasting so, so long? So, let me take you to the website real quick here. That Elite Elixir. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I think that's why you guys appreciate us. Is is terrible. <laughs> um, trying to find it here. I guess it would be maybe on the hemp. It might be on the hemp site. So here we go. That elite elixir. It tastes so bad that it has to be good for you. Right. The support. Is that what it, is that what we're looking at here? I'm telling you what, um, do not let these prices, first of all, you're going to save by using promo code. Chicks. It's 5% or RC. Excuse me. RC is the promo code there. Um, I think it's five or 10%. I don't remember exactly what it is, but, um, It's worth it. The other day, I thought that I was coming down with something. And I took this and hated it. And it wasn't the first time that I've taken it, but I I really, it's, and you know what it is in there. I think the thing that tastes so bad is the oregano essential oil. It's really bad. I was for sure that I was coming down with something because my nose was completely clogged. The next day nothing but I got it early enough which is what Vicky has said to us on the show yeah right so I really want to encourage you to go to the website and just look and see what she has we would not be promoting something yeah that
5: we were not Look at all these
4: ingredients nothing has all this in there black elderberry which is I don't even know what I don't even know what some of these things are but zinc ashwagandha I mean just it's, it's, it's she said that God has given her these recipes, okay? But it's the extreme turpins
5: If you know somebody who has any the tinctures, there's the anytime the t- the recommending this one for the anytime and this one for the nighttime. If you know yeah. somebody who's got some really bad knee
4: pain, arthritis, just give it a try. You don't have to take it consistently, mm-hmm. okay? You start with the smaller dose and then you and you watch our videos with Vicki um, there. And then remember, if your pets have issues, mm-hmm. there are the pet CBD oils mm-hmm. that are, so, so valuable. So right. valuable. Now, we don't have to go into all of the okay, things. yeah, we're done. Because um, I just wanted to highlight those, especially in and the winter. don't forget my pillow,
5: you guys. The slippers, anything special on sale? Didn't you say the flannels? Are they still The on flannel sale? sheets
4: are still on sale, but you have to use this, this special link, I think, uh-huh. which I will um, make sure is in the description today. Um, the striped, the flannel sheets, they are literally my absolute And those ones have, haven't really been on sale. Mm-mm. No, this is it's a super sale on those on those sheets there. So mypillow.com forward slash RC or just mypillow.com and use our promo code. Promo code RC will get you everything that you need there. Supporting Mike Lindell, I cannot stress it enough. That man, I mean still front running line. for RNC share chair, right? Yep. So we need to support what he's doing. He's literally on the front lines, allowing us to be on the front lines with you. With so you. thank you guys so much. We will see you next week. I don't even know what we we'll have see you going Sunday at one but for sure we will see you on Sunday at one We're going to take down the world economic forum. Remember it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth. Now, if you're tuning in live and you missed our six o'clock show, wait for me to upload the full show and go back and watch the first half because the first, if you don't, if you miss the first half of our show on bridey on, you're missing half the show literally. Yep, yep. So you don't want to miss that. Um, I think it's well, our at this, at show. on show point. It's a third of the show. Our Brideon show is the best thing on Brideon. I'm not gonna lie, it is. All right, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless.
14: I was alone. No every day,
13: so afraid. But you can my
15: So